What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer, Nick Scarpino. Hi, everyone. The pure one, Tim Geddes. Let Tim host. And the one and only pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello. Can we call you Mr. Hockey from now on? Mr. Mr. Hockey. You know there was a Mr. Baseball with uh, Tom Selleck Mm -hmm. as a classic film. Oh, man. It's Uh, a a film. I'm I'm going to call you Mr. Mr. Hockey from now on. Whatever you want. Whatever, whatever. What's your favorite hockey team again? The, the New Jersey Rockets. Right. The New you, Jersey that, Rockets. you were going out of your way to be wrong on that. You could hear it in your voice that you knew the real answer. You're like, I'll swing really wide on this right. one. I love the New Jersey Rockets. If you didn't know, the Game Over Greggy show is a video on YouTube and a podcast over on GameOverGreggy.BandCamp.com. And what it is is four friends come to the table, each with a random topic of conversation to talk it out amongst themselves for your amusement. I added the oh, whipping yeah. over I here. The... Remember when it's just Colin and I on the conversations? No, that like, I did. You did it. You're, you're a little rusty though, because you used to go, you throw it out there, and then Colin well, you in unison would go and like present it to the camera. What do you mean oh. rusty? I've never done it before on this show. You used to do it all the time. With not on this show. Well, not on this show. Well, now I got movement. mic stands. It's the same and muscle here. memory. Nah, it's not it's the exact show. All right, like, subscribe, share. We'll see you later. No. Time for topic number one. It's me. It's yeah. what the fuck is happening with the Game Over Greggy show. What Time to cancel And the GameOverGreggy.com, the YouTube.com. Oh, Last week, two weeks ago, Game Over Greggy show goes live. I go in the comments and I'm like, hey, some of you complained about, you know, we, we not seeing everything, finding the topics. What if we broke them up into separate videos? Kids say, yeah, I'd like that. We're like, great. We'll try that. We do it overwhelming comments we hate this what are you doing mm-hmm. tweets about it too now y'all come back to support the individual videos thank you that was the plan last week as you noticed we broke the show up into the five segments for five days they each went up at the 6 a.m published time we always put up on the game mm-hmm. over Gregory show however we hear you you don't like that here's here's where we're coming from tim yes looking at you yes people always ask me how do you do all this stuff you work at ign then you go to do the conversations with colin the gregways all the oreos or whatever how do you not burn out i'm burning out yeah, it's really hard. We're, we're starting to feel the grind <laughs> of doing all this content. We love doing it all, but we want to get back to, if you remember on the YouTube channel, uh, GameOverGreggy.com, of course, uh, we ran in seasons for a while, where we did a conversation with Colin for a long time, then we took a month or two off. Then we did Oreo for a long time, we took a month or two off, or way longer for Oreo, actually. We took like a year like off. five years. Yeah. <laughs> we went back in time to yes. take time off. Uh, and so we, we then got into this thing of like, well, no, we'll do the conversations every Tuesday and Thursday. It'll be fun. And it was. It was great. And then we're like, well, now we'll have Gregways every other day. And now we'll do the game. And it's getting to the point now where it's like, we're not seeing friends and family, and I want to play video games. I, like, I haven't seen my wife. It like is a big march. Days, I'd like to play is, some video know, games. So we're is. not quitting, but we want to dial it back to a reasonable amount of work. Now, what we feel, of course, is reasonable is still delivering a video game, or a com- nerdy conversation every day. Every day. Now, we do this podcast, like I said, when we are talking about it in things. Like, sometimes we go two and a half hours mm-hmm. talking about amazing things, and it sucks to look at YouTube analytics and see that only... What is it? Twenty five percent of the people finish the show. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people in the comments were actually saying like, "Oh, where are you getting these numbers from?" Like you're like implying that we are just making them up. Yeah, there was actual YouTube analytics that you can go into and see how many people are watching throughout the video. And, and now, interestingly, people were trying to call us out and be like, "Well, YouTube's wrong all the time." I I stop the show and come back later and jump to that. YouTube tracks that. Yeah. We see that information. See a spike if you know somebody's jumping around and doing that. And this is all don't get me wrong. We want you to enjoy the content, however you do it. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy making it though. We don't want to be ready to murder ourselves. So we're trying different things here. We're, we're we hear you that you want the full you want the full audio, which you get all the time over at GameOverGreggy.BandCamp.com. Every Friday, one dollar, great. If you want the free versions over on YouTube, here's what we're gonna do. So you didn't like it broken up as a thing. Fine, we get that. We're gonna still give you the full version of the show for free however we're moving days 
Tim brought this up. It's a good point. We have too many days going on right now. There's too much. Con- get it here on Friday. Get it here on Monday. It's confusing. So what we're going to do is every Friday, the new, brand new, you've never heard it before, MP3 version of the show will go live on GameOverGreggy.BandCamp.com. Then over on YouTube.com slash GameOverGreggy, last week's episode, stick with me, of the Game Over Greggy show goes live. So like we're going to post... In its entirety. In its entirety. In its entirety. One full video. Then though... It, it would have happened in, the, in a normal week what will happen right is that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday are the broken up topics you get one video a day 6am Pacific Standard Time everybody has fun then Friday if you want it the whole show goes live in there one thing for you to watch mm-hmm. however that would be like so the th- four parts would lead up to episode 14 right episode 14 then would go live on Friday but then at the MP3 for a dollar would be episode 15 yes so right. you'd be a few days the ahead the fuck did you just say Every, a new <laughs> a full episode Fridays. goes live no, I get, for free on Friday the, the, I get the, important thing, the important thing to stress is Fridays right so Fridays if you want the full episode if you want the new episode go to gamerofgregor.bandcamp.com in podcast form if you want that week's older episode that's what we've broken out you can see the whole thing there on Friday which is great so I know Mondays suck and Fridays are traditionally awesome for everyone this just made it awesomer Oh, see where I went there. Like your um, shadow boxing skills, and see, so, yeah, we're gonna try that, and that's the that's the again, thing I yeah. Think. I don't know if you've noticed. This is the other thing. I keep I giving about. us, keep keep tweeting at us, keep telling us whether I, you like it or not. I talked about, yeah, exactly. We want all your feedback, yeah. but this is the thing I was talking about with Christine the other day when I was like, like you know, first off, I said in last week's episode, right, people are gonna get freaked out and yell about this in the comments, and you did, but it's one of those things where I felt somewhat slighted that like. It was. It, I always think of people who listen to the show and watch the show as our friends, right? And I feel like you guys feel, in, in this instance, we're very much feeling consumers, right? And I've never thought of what we do as a consumer product, yeah, which was weird. So people are like, I see, hate this. And it's see, like, ew, really? I like, ca- you know what? I kind of felt the opposite, and here's why. Okay. Well, you've I, never had friends. No, I, I pay <laughs> you guys to show. Right. I, I pay to be a part of this group, which is amazing, uh, in burritos. No, I actually, I actually thought it was kind of interesting and cool that people were like, "I like the thing that you do so much." Yeah. That I'm kind of pissed you don't do it the same no, way. No, no, no. I'm not because saying. Because let's be honest, we kind of last week's episode was a little rough around the edges, right? Bullshit, bullshit. That I, I really I, took offense with. Well, people really were like, "Oh, you cut off in the middle of a conversation." I'm like, "No, we were done talking no, about that." I, it was me moving the topic like I normally do. I agree in the sense that you know we'll, we'll lift the curtain up and disagree on that. Like I think that. We've never disagreed on camera before. <laughs> but I, but, but I, do, I do think that, like, there was harder stops. Like, it felt awkward to reintroduce the show and, like... Like, we, I, I feel like it was less organic that way. Yeah. I understand why we split it up. I think we should probably keep it split up because I think that... Um, there are people there that will consume the content. But what we're basically saying is that we're going to feed the content to the, the to people that want it any way. way they can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Way they can have it. Now, I don't necessarily world. think that, it, like, truthfully, that that's the best idea either. Because I feel like there's a redundancy to saying like, now we have we have all of the clips, then just another video. You know, that's all. Of but the that's clips what together. they want. Yeah, I guess I just. I mean, feel, like, what, what's wrong with the playlist? I don't. I don't, don't, don't want to bear because people don't use playlists. It doesn't work right for certain people. Yeah, that's the thing is a lot of people are okay. talking about the playlist and a lot of people are saying, oh, why don't you just annotate it? And those are all great suggestions and things that like the playlist. We're gonna playlist them. These are gonna be playlisted with annotations. The problem just, with annotations is mobile, right? Like you can't really. In so many places, they just don't mobile. work. So you guys can see how this is hard for us, right? We're we're it, there's, there's a lot of different things to do, and we're trying to find the best way to do it. So it's not. So we're giving you guys. You know, um, something cool and something fun, but also, you know, Greg doesn't have to turn to um, 
you know, high grade pharmaceutical medicine to stay. Why afloat. did you dance around cocaine? Every Coca- other exactly. episode you've ever said you say cocaine. Because people now I'm like the official cocaine guy for some reason. Good. I you succeeded in life. That in my entire we need life. one of those people. I'm terrified of cocaine. We too, need cocaine people. Cocaine Cocaine's people a scary help. drug. Don't do cocaine, guys. It's a hell of a drug. I, I make it sound cool. I make everything that's the whole cool. problem is that there's no don't easy there's no right answer right yeah. like i don't want to do a show that's two and a half hours long and not have people watching hear the great topic that was in the last third of it you know what yeah. i mean like that's really upsetting and breaking them out does that exactly and that's what's really cool about breaking it out is we get to promote them five different ways you still get your whole episode when when you want it but now if you're more interested in one of the different topics the headline of that you can watch just that one and it's really good for us just um just talk. socially when we, we share this stuff because we get to reach whole new audiences of people that end up watching the full episode because they're like oh i, I do want to hear about right. this or i do want to hear about that so and the other thing too is it sucks yeah it sucks having a great thing from colin in there that we boil down to an american pie you know thumbnail yeah and it's just, and I'm not saying that's, I'm not knocking anybody's topic. But that's no, the thing. Like, I like saying a lot of stupid topics. Yeah, like my things are going to be dumb. Like Tim's a little kid that likes a lot of, like he likes girls and he likes cartoons. And I'm going to talk about that. And Alfredo. And I'm going to talk about those things Alfredo. a lot. Colin has some really good, like thought provoking things. Nick likes 80s things. I like a lot of And then Greg the just is very topical. Almost always. It's something that like, He's like a top people cream. should be talking about. It's all I over your body. Cream. It's, it's all over your mix. body. Rub them right on your grundle. Because <laughs> the whole point here is growing <laughs> and giving people more shit of what they want. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, like, and that's, I guess I came off wrong. I didn't, I always think of us hanging out with you, the viewer, the listener, right? And that you're our friend listening to it. I never think of how we need to produce the product and like how, what kind of product you want delivered. Mm-hmm. And that's right now we're just trying to satisfy everybody who wants it a different way. Mm-hmm. Something different to try. Let's just not do it anymore. That sounds like a good plan too. I like doing it, and I Greg, you, it's, it's, we all like doing it. You know what it. breaks my heart every once in a while, Greg, is you'll, you'll say something like that where like I'm not having fun anymore, and I don't want to do this anymore, and you know, stop sleeping with my girlfriend, things Never like that. that. And Never I don't. I love I, you sleep. With I her. just. <laughs> I feel it sucks because I know you're half kidding and half and half serious. You're like about you know, sleeping with his girlfriend. No, he gives me slimer whenever I want. Jesus, and you had God, to name that, her that too. Just, and you had to name her. Yeah, that got it real. Did uh, <laughs> I do that? that? You can. It's fine. You didn't even squeeze it. I flexed. You, you, you I, I, I tried to squeeze it. I didn't want to hurt it. Go on, Nick. <laughs> Nick go on. I insist. Um, yeah, but that breaks my heart, right? And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to avoid, right? That we have full time jobs. I work sometimes sixty hours a week. I gen when I come in on time. Um, you know, we have conventions. We have really hard jobs. They're fun jobs. But when we come to do this, this is the thing that a lot that's supposed to be super fun for us, right? We talk about whatever we want to talk about in whatever fashion we want to talk about it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I want we want to try to find that happy medium where we're not killing ourselves because let's be perfectly honest, when we have fun, people that watch us have a tendency to have more fun too, right? And so we owe it to people. We, we're giving you guys a promise when we're when you're selling, we're saying click on this headline is that we're we're gonna entertain you for a few minutes and and if we're not having fun, we can't do that. Yeah, exactly. So um, bear with those us. Podcast Beyonds where we're not having fun. Oh yeah, no Every, fun for It's everybody. been the last three years. Let's be Whoa, honest with you guys. Doctor, come on. Ever now. since spot you guys haven't been the same since episode fifty. Wow. Yeah, I guess that really was. That was really Jeff Haynes and Chris Roper's seminal moment on the show. <laughs> Tim, side note. Am I actually in camera because I can't see myself? Yeah. Okay? yeah lean back, lean like back a little bit. Like lean back a bit. Yeah, if you, go, if you go that far back, you go that far back. He's going to be. See, this is the kind of shit that we don't have a camera op. I got to come do this now. Yep. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so if you go back to it, like, yeah, we're just taking a break right now while this month gets crazy with GDC and everything else. We'll be back with conversation with Colin. We'll be back with all the other stuff. Nick has a cool show he wants to do eventually that he keeps yeah. promising that he's going to do some no, I wrote a bunch pilot stuff on. Well, you had a bunch written before, too. Oh, I wrote a bunch now. You want to hear the topics? No. Okay. Don't ruin it. Don't. Surprised. Well, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to say it on camera when we're recording another show. Wet people's appetite. Wet, wet people's <laughs> appetite. You're like a Batman villain back there. What? Like it can't be what Batman are you doing? Villain. What's wrong with the shot? Uh, Please join us. Nick's at the not table. in it enough. I'm half in it. Oh, it's fine. Like Where are we? <laughs> what year that is that it? This to our second topic. Unless we're every day. No, that that's too abrupt to stop. That's inorganic. Oh my god! Stop. What? Oh, you? fuck you. I'm going to sure. make out with you tonight. <laughs> sure Whatever fans, you want. Sure I, I do I do think a common misconception uh, last week was that we were trying to move along the topics in a different way. Which, you know what, to be perfectly honest, I'll be honest, I was. I was oh, trying. fuck you guys. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything different. Yeah, no, I was just like, saying one thing. Nick, it was just you Look then. what you guys <laughs> are doing to us out there. Are you happy now, Jimmy Champagne? These two used to love each other. Now you look at him, he's pointing a gun. Now, um, everyone who's listening to the MP3 and gave you a dollar have no idea what you're doing to Superman and, and Rick Grimes. And Leon from Resident Evil It is not Leon from Resident Evil. Do you guys ever feel that... It looks like they're stuck in cement and they can't get their feet out of it. Yes, for sure for him. For for sure, Le- for Liam. Like I can't get out of the cement. I don't know why I'm in the cement. Uh, no, I, and I'll take some. I'll take I'll take some of the uh, the juice for that last week because I, I was you know yeah I was when I was trying to get us to segment it and that's that's a pro- proper pre production everyone talk about things before you do them don't just go try to do them that's why that's half our problem too is we don't have enough time to actually like sit and think about this stuff so. Um, let it be lesson learned for everyone, but I feel like everyone got it. I feel like 100 percent of our audience now understands. Yeah, they're all there. They're all with us. We love you. Thank you for your support. Thanks, we want to keep making the goofy show for you. We're we trying to make everyone happy. That's the thing. Is like even though it's impossible to make everyone happy, that's what we're trying to do. There's we're a happy medium. Trying to find. I want to make yeah. Colin happy, and I no, know how. The biggest goal. That's my goal in life is to make Colin like consistently happy for an entire week. Week. Yeah, it's a week. Let's go a day. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not worth. They're not big enough to have. Here's the misconception. Just like eyebrows. Here's the misconception. Just like the. Just like the misconception that this isn't Leon from Resident Evil Four, even though it clearly is. That's Rick Grimes. Like everyone thinks it's Rick Grimes, but this is so obviously fucking Leon. But it's like Leon if he's down on his luck. It's like homeless Leon, right? Yeah, like give me that much. Yeah, it's a broke down Leon. I'll take that. But the misconception is that I'm like I'm this fucking dour fucking person i'm really not i don't feel like i have like a a, a downness and a pessimism to me but that's always sure. been the way i am but i'm not i feel like i'm sarcastic and like uh i i have a good laugh every once you in a do, while you do you do but uh there's a video when greg and i went out this uh this past weekend that oh I thought was, jesus that, that, god that was really funny it's hilarious um and uh like so i like what to laugh do? and have a good time but but well, I don't. I don't know. I, I I am who I am. You know. I, I My thing is this. I, I have a tendency to like. I, I have. I, I like. I enjoy. I think it's fun. Like kind of categorizing people. Like giving people their their sort of a character of themselves. Stereotypes. I guess it is. I don't want to say stereotyping because that's not the right word. Like Colin has a really sweet side, and you have a great sense of humor. And when we talk off camera, um, oftentimes it's it's it's. I mean, it's always phenomenal talking to you. Um, but sometimes. When you start to go into the negative, I like to play that up a little bit because I think that's a hysterical part of your personality, and I'm always happy-go-lucky, and I feel like I can play off that pretty nicely. No, that's fine. That's where my head goes. I Same thing it. was we all, we always tell, called him the the pure one, and in reality, he's a he's just a scumbag. He is <laughs> dirty, <just laughs> dirty. Scumbag. You're just the dirtiest motherfucker. It's I've like ever go met. lick a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That's what uh, that's what Tim is. I don't understand. That's what he does. I, 
that's 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 what he is in Don't life. About it. Just a bag of Living. scum. Just a bag of scum. What is, are you gonna pull up this video at some it's point? It's pulled up, but I this? wanted to make sure. So at 1942, I'm gonna insert this. Now I'm gonna make a note so I don't so I can do it so everyone can see the video. That's I'm, true. I'm making more work again for myself. 1942. All right, you ready? It's such a dumb I'm video. Totally it's the dumbest it. of videos. This isn't okay. <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> We're all We're really drunk. Wait, there's two things about this video that offends me. Yeah. Okay. One is that you didn't choose to film it in the rate, the aspect ratio. First off, everyone at home, I love that he made eye contact with me. It's your that phone. in the video you just viewed of me on camera, it's on your phone. I was filming myself like this somehow. Uh, who filmed you this? are a I, fucking I, I, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> who, who filmed this? I did. It's, oh, you filmed this? Did yeah. you film it on his phone or did you send no, it my to own him? phone? Oh, so you sent him the video. Technology now allows us to share right. videos from device everyone, to device. Everyone, please, please, oh please, my God. film everything like this. Yeah. Horizontally, don't do vertical anymore. Horizontal, Should we show especially yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Show us do you like the video? The second thing that was offensive was your face. By the way, that was. We <laughs> 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 were pretty hammered. It doesn't even make any sense. Nate Aver was intense. It looks like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. It is. It is. We were drunk as shit. We went. We went to brunch. We went to a brunch. I had like four old fashions yet. Yeah, we were drinking old fashioned. Wait, were you in, was Nate in, in the town? morning? Yeah, Nate was in town last oh, night. Oh, shit. No. He invited you. You were on the email. What was I? Yeah, yes. you certainly were. Baller. You're, uh, you're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. I, am the, I know. Honestly, last weekend, I just I, I, I had to apologize to so many people because I got invited to like three things and I'm like, I can't, I'm, no. And they're like, oh, you got something else going on? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I just don't want to go to things. See, that's, I just that's have those where, weekends every once in a while. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That there's rumors we might get Titanfall early. Mm-hmm. At which point, I don't want to go out with Colin on Saturday night. But Colin never goes out. If you don't fucking come out on Saturday night, <laughs> Greg, because you want to play fucking Titanfall, it's a good game. It's I'll burn this motherfucker right to the ground. <laughs> By the way, this is why I love Colin. He has, there's no in between. Yeah. It is either zero or we're burning or the fucker down. Burning. The- I just love that it's it's Colin saying this. The guy who's like I'm playing Dang and Rampa instead of going out to hang out with his friends. His friends Let's do honest, so- His is- friends do something every weekend. He never goes out. This is part of the reason True. why I envy you guys for loving video games so much. I wish I did. Because you can buy a game and that's 40, sometimes 20 to 40 hours of your life that you can not have to go out and spend more money on drinking right. or like hanging out with people that you're like, yeah, I see them all the time. So like me, if I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie, Tim can be like, well, dude, what are you doing afterward? I'm like, shh. That's that was kind that? of like a borderline Sean Finnegan impression. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Once you bring up the movies, up. then yeah. Finnegan's yeah, in. I guess so. Anyway. But yeah, I, I envy you guys because I'd love to. I'd love to be looking forward to like Titanfall and just been like, yeah, I want to prepare play that. for Titanfall. Here's the thing about Titanfall, though, right with yeah. Greg, yeah, is that there's this great myth about Titanfall with Greg. Titanfall's gonna be a great game, not my kind of game. I don't really like shooters, sure. or online shooters. I like shooters a lot, but not single player campaigns. Greg is gonna play Titanfall for maybe ten or fifteen hours cumulatively. You said ten. You said ten in your ten bet. hours. You said ten in your bet. Here's another bet. Yeah. By the time March ends, Greg will never play Titanfall ever again. Let's see. Unless he has to do it for work. And, and, Greg, you're bringing on the mic again. I'm a little distressed that while Titanfall is a great game and that everyone's going to have a lot of fun with it, and it's going to be very engaging, sell millions of copies, Mm -hmm. it's going to be an explosive, critical, and commercial hit, I'm sure. I I hear very little about Infamous out of Greg's future plans. He's t- when Greg and I bonded very much on Infamous and Infamous 2, 
And now Infamous <laughs> Second Son is coming out on PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. March 21st. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear much about Greg's plans... What? To be playing this game. <laughs> this now, is the best. now, I'm a little concerned and confused about this because, right. you know, is it because Cole's not in the game? Is it because. I can explain all this. I can explain all this. Wait, let me. Let's, let's hear. Oh, you want to hear more of his theories? Because I think there's a term. I, I don't know if this is the correct term. <laughs> okay. And it might not be the term I'm looking for. But there's a term that comes to mind called the turncoat. Mm. Is that what's happening? I don't know. I, I feel it's like. The it's the Sand effect. I feel actually. like it's the Streisand effect. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like Greg. You know, he has grown out of Infamous. I feel like something about Delson rubs him the wrong way. I feel like... It's Troy Baker, clearly. I just feel like there's something amiss about this because when we got Infamous 2, that's all we could talk about, right? But Mm -hmm. now... You know, Infamous Second Son. Yeah, it got me too. The wiggle all the glasses for a Infamous Second Son. I mean, I'm just not hearing much about it. Sure. And, Greg, uh, so what? What is your perspective on? I this mean, the words you're looking for here are sour grapes. It's like when your really? when your ex girlfriend, you know, she gets into another relationship, yeah. and they're like getting married. You're like, this will, this marriage will never last. I don't give it six months. That's my that's this over here. Yeah. I got my ex lover here, and he's all. Why am I not talking about infamous? Am I getting infamous this weekend? No. There you go. Case closed. In ten <laughs> days, when I have a physical copy of Infamous, life will stop, and you're well aware of that. Yeah, we'll You're see. throwing around some barbs here. The we'll Titanfall see. hour bet, I'm going to clearly get past that. I will play it again. I'm not worried. But I don't even care. I'm not even what offended by that. The fact you bring Infamous into this shows what a little fucking what man you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I really just did it to bother you, to be perfectly honest. What would you do if you just came in and he was just like playing the entirety of Prototype? The prototype? Oh, of Jesus. I got the Platinum in Prototype, too. I did too, but the the, the thing is that was like he's like I'm gonna replay that instead of Infamous Second. I don't know why we did that to ourselves. Prototype sucks because it was an easy trophy. The the first one, but the the trophies were nice. Prototypes trophies. Prototype two was easy. It was doing two. No, no, prototype first. Oh yeah, yeah, really hard trophies. I don't even know why we're talking about this, but here's the (laughs) (laughs) thing. But here's the thing is that there's a there's a lot of hullabaloo about Titanfall in Greg's life, and I just don't feel like. We just did. It's taking into account. We uh, did four hours of infamous uh, infamous content today for work. We did do a lot of infamous content. Yeah, we did, but but I I I set that all up now in days. That's your job. And days past. (laughs) It looks awesome, by the way. I should say that. Oh yeah, it does look good. It does look really good. Looks real good. I'm just busting balls anyway. I don't care. Titanfall looks fucking awesome. If I was uh, if I was into online multiplayer shooters that, you know, like I like online multiplayer shooters that have a little bit of a twist. Sure. You know. The twist in this one is you can play giant robots. Max, yeah. is, this is pretty twisty, <laughs> but it's still a pretty sh- like deathmatch and so it's still sure. kind of the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't really do it for me. I think the game's gonna be f- like- I, I think the game's gonna be fun, but I like I really fall in love with weird multiplayer shooters. Like, and everyone knows that. Like Fear Three, which is like I, I played the shit out of that game. I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last of Us was different because it was like you know very survival based. Yeah, Call of Duty, um, but only the extinction mode. Right. What about Uncharted? Uncharted, I, I like play that. only for the trophies. I yeah. played a lot of that. You like yeah. number two, three. I didn't get as much into. Wait, you played the hell out of GTA online. No. Yeah, just single you player. Didn't? No, oh, Fredo did. I didn't. Play. I played a little bit. It crashed. I was like, I'm done. GTA <laughs> online is is basically what what the world would turn into if there were no rules and there were no real consequences. I'm convinced it just yeah. would turn into horrible things. I, guess. I like this Knob Creek. Is it good? Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I've never had it before. By the way, here's only a little bit. Here's my prediction about Titanfall. By the way, here we sure. go. It will be with the exception of like the big guns, like maybe Call of Duty or something, the best selling game of the year. And cumulatively, platform. Yeah, 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 with Xbox 360 and PC as well. And uh, I think the way people are talking about it, it's definitely, definitely going to be in the, that game of the year conversation. I think at the end of the year. 
But well, you know, like, and I'm not saying like you know everyone has ten or fifteen games they want to talk about. I, I feel like that's gonna be like one, two, three. Yeah, like somewhere in the there. finalists. Probably. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It just oh. doesn't. It just doesn't do it. You know, shooters. I don't. Know. It's like Mag when Mag came out. Maybe how, how you push your mic. Just I don't know, man. Like just a lot of hardcore guys the and talk into it at an angle like this. Right. Like yeah. that. Like this. Don't that's breathe better. on it. They'll yeah. yell at you. I'm hearing good things from the hardcore first-person shooter guys. Like oh yeah, for sure. Alfredo, yeah. Like Alfredo is like, yeah, Titanfall's awesome. Yeah, we this like it. A, a good one. But when it's like but game of the year, it's not. Like, I, 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 won't, I, won't I think we'll be concerned. But when when it comes to like these online multiplayer shooters, like you know, we're, we're you know, everyone always you know tells us we're being, you know obviously being in the PlayStation equals fanboys or whatever. But but with Mag and SOCOM, which are like shoot you know online center shooters, I give a flying fuck yeah. about those games. The thing about the thing about you know Titanfall is that it's got like so much hype behind it. Do you think that? I don't want to limit too much on the old uh, on that subject. That I don't on our know day job, about. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, there are no perfect cir- circumstances, right? Like when they release movies, when they release games, they all, they obviously look for these huge opportunities to do so, right? And Titanfall kind of is hitting on all levels right now. Yeah. Do you think that game would be one like tenth of as popular as it is right now if it came out a year from now? I mean, well, the thing I think there's a lot of things like you said. Everything's right for it. Like the developers of it are. Is the, it a, like it's a system like, seller? There's for all so much purposes. stuff about it's a system seller. Right. Hands down. I mean, they're proven developers, and there's no games in the library right now. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's exciting to see these guys do something. We just put up an interview over on IGN.com. On the IGN.com, if with Vince Sampella over on the Up at Noon. He's playlist. a badass. You can get to that at go.ign.com forward slash Up at Noon Eps. I'll be honest, I don't, I don't get a lot. I don't get nervous around people that much, but I was I was a little nervous around. The him. guy in the Minecraft Creeper sweatshirt is the one who put you on edge yeah not jack trenton when he came in big old jackie Trent, trenton just has a way of put oh rest in peace jack trenton <laughs> right, he's not dead everybody <laughs> not dead um no Trent just has a way of putting you at ease though trenton's one of those guys that you know is worth like billions mm-hmm. but he's just like and you can see it and you can smell it on him you he reminds me of like the really successful you, you. The, oh he would be that's what yeah. i would be i would be like i would never ever ever say anything bad about anything i would always be like middle of the road guy like president Always good. Oh, God, it'd be so much fun. I would drive a Maserati. The, the, I would have cool shoes. The, the, the thing about Jack Trenton, <laughs> Greg and I dealt with him a lot right, over them. the years. Yeah. Is that I, I like him a lot. And he was, you know, considering who he is and how rich he no doubt is and how prestigious he is sure. in his position, was really one of the nicest people I've probably ever, I, cool. I, I, ever, I ever talked to, like, from the industry, you know? And, like, knew your name, would say hello to you, like, all those kinds of things. Once told me I was a great interviewer. Greg told me he tells that to everybody. So he, I that. mean, it's possible we're just two great interviews. If I were him, I would tell just him like, that to everyone. Just, just like, like, just like, just like, Greg, Tim just like when I had that whole Hogan interview with Greg, and then had Greg had a one up it. It's kind of just like, like when you had fake cancer and I had real cancer. It's what I do. <laughs> I didn't have fake cancer. I had real cancer. Nah. Am I allowed to switch topics now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Tim, go. Tim. My topic is Tinder. So this now. Is- do you guys know what Tinder is? No. This is, this is not Grindr, right? That's a different thing, right? So, okay. Grindr might have come first. Right. I'm not too well versed in this, but they are very similar things. Right. So, well, but they're not. Okay. Right? So, correct me if I'm wrong. Give me some rope and let's mm-hmm. see where I hang myself. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tinder is the one where it flags other singles. They pop up. You get to say hot or not or whatever. And then you can, if they say hot, you can communicate that way. Yes. Grinder is the one that's like, I want sex right now. Like it shows like in in a radius of how close somebody are to you, you blah blah blah. Yes, but I'm pretty also sure that Grinder is exclusively for gays. I had heard a rumor that it started out as both, and then it just became oh, a super perhaps. popular case. So I'm not sure if it's just gays. Yeah. I can check that. From, I from what I understand, signed him up for it and see. Uh, from what I understand of all this happening is that Grinder um, happened 
and then I I thought it was just gays. Think and then maybe, I think it might I think, just be gay. Now. I think they made Tinder. You're right. Grinder find gay bi curious guys for free near you with Grinder. I think Tinder is the anyone version. Yeah, but I don't think it's I, the way I understand it. We have friends who use it. It mm-hmm. is. We have heterosexual friends who use it, and it's not. I'm down to fuck. Who's fucking me tonight? So that's the thing. I don't think Grinder is either. I don't. I think but, that's just how people use it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but that's that also sense. the that same thing for Tinder. So for those that don't know, Tinder is an app that you download. Dial it back. What's an app? <laughs> What's so, it downloading? So, so you get this thing, and <laughs> you you you, you tell it some things about yourself, and you you apply it to like your Facebook profile or whatever. I could be wrong about a lot of this because I don't have a profile. Yeah, sure you don't. And um, you don't need a profile. You're happy in love. There you go. There you go, Nick. Have you, are you guys saying uh, you love each other yet? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. and I have not no. announced that yet. We have not. Probably have twenty. Not. Look for that in 2015, 2016. Yeah, I gotta get. He's gotta get a little older for me. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't bring him home to mom. Yeah. Just gonna think. I got my beard coming in strong though. It is. It's yeah. getting. It's getting a little scraggly. You got yeah. it up. I'm about to. Yeah. I'm about to kill it. Yeah. I wanted it for You're the show nuke today. It? Nuking it. All right. Yeah, starting over. So Tinder's this app. You download it and you put in your profile stuff. Say some of the things you like and whatever. Put up a couple pictures. Oh, it's always been gay, by the way, Grinder. Okay. Cool. Um, then all you do is you say where you're located and like little just facts like that. And then all of a sudden you get a bunch of pictures of, you can say if you're looking for females or males or both or whatever it is. And you get these pictures of the opposite sex or whoever, whoever you want. And you just swipe left or right. One's hot and one's not. Yeah, yeah. And if both, if you say someone's hot and they also reply to you saying that you're hot, then you can message each other. It's like following each other on Twitter, right? Then you can like just message each other and do whatever privately and but it's, show it's, pictures. It's totally different than Twitter because it's yeah. like it's there's not much functionality. It's, no, I know. I've seen so I've seen certain ones of our our friends. I'm not going to start naming names right now because this can get super crazy. There you are. Yeah, but, but wait, hold on. Going in to oh, finish yeah. this, you can start messaging each we other. Have a lot of friends on this thing. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people well, we all know. And I brought this up to tell some stories, and I cleared it that we could tell stories. Woo! So so Don't, we should be, let's we should not be name good. names. Though. Let's just tell stories. He said he cleared. I'm down. Why don't you just back off, Dad? But anyway, I learned it from watching you. Can you stroke that mic while you're looking at me, please? There it is. <laughs> so tell me stories, Tim. Well, so from this, you just message these people, and it's supposed to be it's a dating app, yeah. but it's not a dating app. Nobody's it dating. could be used that no, way. No, people do date. Aren't no, our no, no, no. So I'm saying using it, Some it could do. be used that way, but the majority of users are not using no. it that way. For no. Tinder. For Tinder. They're using it to hook up. Like, I, are we talking about Kindle? <laughs> it's the Kindle. Fi- is, this, is there a Tinder fire? <laughs> the HD. There's a fire in Tinder, but uh, so, so yeah, majority of people are using it for for other means, and it seems to be working out well. There's two parts to me, right? Where are the stories? Well, let's. What, what do you have to say? Also, we've got things. that painting. One, there's the painting. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, Stop making mouth noises. <laughs> the dog's making mouth noises. He's chewing this ear off. Part of me this. wishes that I were single so that I could I could totally <laughs> abuse this system, right? Because this is one of those things that like. Right up my alley, right? If I could do that and I could have my pick, I would probably become addicted to that and never, never, never get married. What if I the told other... you part of you is single? You think part of me is still single, but that part <laughs> Single is a state of ago. mind. Some birds weren't meant to be caged. Oh, my God. Your hair looks fake. Can we take a second to talk about Greg's I'm hair today? I'm having a great fucking hair. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah. It looks like you just stepped out of like a Vidal Sassoon <laughs> salon in L.A. And, and Vidal just cut your hair and you were like... I look... Vidal himself? Vidal. Shout out to Vidal. What up, Vidal? It's my dude. Um, part of me thinks I'm. I'm actually really glad that I'm married most of the time because I don't think that this. <laughs> I don't think that this is uh, something that man was meant to have. 
You know, I this mean, is a nuclear weapon when it, for STDs. This is aim chat, but in real life. This is fucking talking to people and having this it's whole fucking all right. like like ch- yeah. cyber sex stuff that like little kids have in middle school. Or yeah, at least my day. Little kids have. You guys had cyber Jesus. sex in middle school? Not Damn, sex, but you know, just like what? the nasty I'd things you say Tim's to people. You go to the chat room and pretend like yeah, it was a girl like we talked about so this many in, times. You're hella hot, hella hot. But now people just be be tindering and like things happen. People be tindering. People be. I tindering. come in and you're hella hot, but it turns out I gotta take a duty. What? That's how little kid Tim would talk. Oh, kind of. Anyway, Tim talks. Oh, come back to the stories. So, so going back to the stories, this aim chat thing. This, hey, I'm hot. You're hot. Hey, let's talk about sexy stuff. That's just what happens. So, a good friend of ours starts using this thing, and um, just going through, saying, "Oh, hot, not hot." Who not, is this whatever. friend? I don't want to be naming names. Well, are you allowed to name names? Um, Did he say you could? He said, uh, "He said I could," but you know. There's no reason reason to do. All right, I would I wouldn't name names. Yeah, this is an never issue. name um, names, except for right now. Who was it? Um, Ramon Navarez. It was, it was not Ramon. It was not. Uh, we'll we'll say later. Ramon. Oh, he'll be here at some point. But uh, anyway, go on, go on. This guy's. This guy's. We get a text. A, a big group of us, of us good friend coworkers, were hanging out this mm-hmm. weekend, and uh, we're all at the same house. Not and me. we get we get a text from one of our. You were invited. and You didn't come because you wanted to do nothing. Whatever. You're, yeah, this whole Truth do nothing. Phones. So we're, we're chilling and we get a text from this guy like, hey, I just hit up this girl on Tinder and she wants to hang out. Should I do it? Should I invite her to my house or is that a bad call? You know, like bad call, get a hotel and room. We're all, we're all like, this is, I don't know if you should be doing that, right? And then we didn't even have time to respond. And like, well, I guess we had time to respond, but we didn't. And then two hours later, he responds, oh, don't worry. Fight her over. It was awesome. <laughs> she came over. Long story short, because it's not our stories. I don't want to glorify someone else's. Awesome day. No, I want you to glorify. Hey, I want every we, we fucking were giving Clarence detail. to glorify he, he the story. Told me, he told me this story too, and so at first he was like, "Will you name names?" No, I won't will you give names. vague descriptions of people? I won't name names. Give me I, ethnicity. I am the person you give can me trust a, with facial everything. hair. Sits next to me can at we, work. Can we get like a guess who board going? A cro- like. How oh, okay. I know exactly back who you're back talking or about. Face to face, left of me. What the fuck? Is he from so where back I'm from? Yes, he's from. You're in the same elbow. Oh, like from your perspective to my left. He's from where I'm from. Yes, the bridal. Let's Island? let's like turn this to a let's tell the story. This over. So <laughs> he, t- story. he starts. He's a, he goes. He goes. Nick, Bobby Amos. <laughs> he goes. Nick, I gotta tell you a story. And every time one of these guys pulls me aside and says, "Nick, I gotta tell you a story," the first thought that goes to my mind is, if HR hears whatever is gonna come out of this guy's mouth next, we're both getting fired. Because I'm sure this is not safe for work. And sure enough, it was not safe for work. Mm-mm. The story goes. Let's go hit him up. And he initially was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna invite our cute." Then he gave her his where he his cross streets. Then he freaked out because he was like, "What am I doing? I can't just tell someone randomly." So she's like, "What's your address?" And he's like, "Whatever." And then he was like, "Ah, screw it." So he gave the address, <laughs> and she ends up coming over. And he was like, "There was no." They were watching TV. They were watching TV for a second. Yeah. Instantly start making out. In session. And nice. The my the, my favorite detail he told me was that they took the scenic route, and just did a little bit of everything. That's what's good. Yeah. That's what's good. And, and so I think like, these I mean, Tinder girls. But that's the thing. There's something to be said for that hookup. Like, a lot of people say that the one-night stand is um, horrible. Those people are wrong. Um, actually, it is horrible. Don't do it. It's just a terrible thing. It's but not. It's not it's, uh, part I, of the reason, I don't agree with that. Part of the reason why it can be good is because women who meet men, some women who meet men for the first time and know it's going to be the only time are less inhibited because they know they're never going to see this person again. 
And so that's what I think you're getting here is you're getting those encounters where you know it's just that night. So let's make it count. Let's go crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then boom, you're done. And you don't have a guilt because you don't really have any connection to this person. It's all physical. And I think it's I think it's very, very interesting, but I also think it's insanely dangerous, personally. Because I just I just it's too much power. And I know there are guys like you out there, Tim, that would be like, No, I'm not gonna text this girl back because I don't really like her that much. I mean, no, beyond that, like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah. totally like just on the other it. side of this, just the pure one. Like, I'm not down with this one night stand stuff. I am not down with me tindering. I'm down with my friends tindering and telling me stories. Yeah, you're that guy though. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. Tim, so everyone, everyone thinks that Tim's a pure one. You think he's a nice guy? He's not a nice guy. He's very smart. He will. He's the guy that's like, let's send the infantry in first to just ferret out and and be fodder, and then they all get killed. And he's like, now let's send the marines in, <laughs> and then he goes in and has a coffee. You know. That's so you a gotta, great you gotta, analogy. You gotta walk out, watch out for him. I don't yeah. agree. Like one night stands. I'll tell you right now. I've never wipe I, your nose. Can you just? Can you wipe it? I'm sick. <laughs> the, the thing about one night stands to me is me, I've never sad looking. I've never had uh, like a, a literal one really? night stand. I no never. Interesting. Like I've had girls where I've slept with them once. You know, but you knew them. Before but I knew them before. Sort of yeah, yeah. Like relationship. But but to me, it's like. You know, I think that it's not even like a sexual liberation thing or anything like that. I just feel like if you if the mood strikes you and it strikes another man or woman, you know, and you want to have a one night stand and that's what your thing is, whatever, mm-hmm. like more power to you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Do like, I'm not going to cast aspersions and judge you because you want to have a one night stand with someone. I know a lot of people that have had a lot of one night stands that are totally fine people. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's my thing. Is like, so I'm just saying, like, I don't want to ju- judge, judge people on there. On their decisions. Yeah, like, I just, you know, the, when I say bad one night stands are terrible, I just mean the one night stands that I've had in my past were terrible. Luckily. I was always you, though. That's your smart and safe about them, but boy, there were some weird ones. There were some just weird things in there. Because yeah. I think comic about club, a lot of comic club. Yeah, 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 I just think about the women that would go home with me. Right. So, Pre- so real quick, that's always back, a going back to the Tinder. The Tinder back to the Tinder. Like, so, so that story goes on. We don't need to get into all the gritty details of that. But the point is, are you there's sure? A couple interesting details there. I mean, though. you can feel free yeah, to feel, give. I'm not going to share those. Those are, we'll, you we'll have share permission. I don't understand. Like, no, no, no. This is bad. You're in bad form. Me? Yeah. I'm sorry. You have all. You have all the. You have all the subpoenas. You got all the stories. Give me your findings. You give me nothing. Oh, oh. You're blacking out every other. You're bad that I'm not saying things. I thought you were saying it's bad that we're talking about this. No, 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 no. I can't say it because I don't have. That's two degrees of separation. Okay, I'm going to give you the really quick version of the Thank funniest you. part of the story Keep is that he used way, 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 way too much lube, and <laughs> at some point had to get a towel because <laughs> it was just too slippery. And I um, love that. That's I love not the best part of the story. That. Oh, then what's the best part? Well, I would. Oh, all right. Yeah, go on. She was into some some stuff. Like, oh my god. Yeah. How did I forget that? Go ahead, Tim. I mean, I want you to describe this. No, no, no. This, this, this has to come from you. I'm gonna make you do At this. At some point, she just grabs his hand. Yep. And pulls it over her throat. What? And he he doesn't know how to deal with this, so he just goes along with it. But like, I'm sorry, but that's weird. Like if you're into that, then that's not weird because you're what into that. And that's cool. A name for that. Choking. No. Autoerotic association. Yeah. Did but you like, guys just win a bet? No, nah, we we you and I were like, we're not. Would have been awesome if unspoken Greg just paid out a bet based on. I feel like I should pay you money because I was like, I'm not drink. I'm not gonna have a drink. That's tonight. what. Yeah, exactly. Colin like, said beforehand we have to start shipping if we're drinking the expensive stuff, which oh, I didn't gotcha. know was expensive. But then I started drinking it. No, and, not uh, Creek's not that expensive. I'm just saying that's good though. I buy all the bourbon, but also I bought, though I, I, I my Johnny Walker from two weeks ago. That ain't bourbon. Don't drink it. That's scotch. That's scotch, my friend. Okay. But with Tinder, this all leads up to something. The one story that I really wanted to tell. 
So our friend had this experience. Okay, Nick. Oh my God, Nick's Nick's dead. Go on, go on. Fuck them. Okay, so <laughs> our friend had this experience, and he was like, "This is awesome. Like, this I'm is, using this every day. This is the best thing." And we've heard a lot of people have some really bad experiences, right? Like things that just don't work out. There's also people that are using it for dating, and like that's that's cool. Like, I mean, not that this isn't cool. This is fine. Cool in a different thing. way. It's yeah. It's like I don't know exactly. any of them, but I'm sure there are some. You know people. I know people that are using it under the guise of dating. Guess that's true. But in I reality, what's happening is they're just picking the hottest chick they can find and then trying to find the path of least resistance so, to her underwear. This led to us at work all talking about this and being really excited about it. Now, our good friend... Oh, God. It's so hard not to say names. Like, Yeah, don't say names. I'm trying not to. Bobby um, Amos. <laughs> Bobby's happily married with two children and lives yeah. in the middle Bobby of nowhere. He does not do any of this. So, tell me more about this other person. This this guy's this guy's talking to us, and he's just like, "I think I cracked the code." He's like, "Tim, you really know this whole YouTube thing, and like you you love scheming YouTube and figuring out all these things and these thumbnails and these headlines and all this stuff, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I think I got that for Tinder. I just need to choose the right profile." No, no, I'm like, "Stop right there." Yeah, and speak slowly because this is genius. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's also just ridiculously not cool. But it's genius. Still, so genius. you choose your profile pictures, right? Do it at your own risk. That's the thing that you have to don't don't just use like, like a picture of Greg picture. Miller. My right. picture, my license picture is awesome. That would you should put that on there. All right, I'll put a timestamp and all. No, that. no, I'm saying on this program, you should put that. You should just use it and see what happens just with your license picture. Oh, I should do. Yeah. I should get on Tinder and yeah. see how many hits I get with that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that'd be a that'd be a fun exercise. Use the worst picture of you. But what I'm saying is don't use a picture of someone else because guess what? They're going to meet up with you and that's not going to work out well, right? Catfish. Yeah. Remember in the movie? Whatever. Go on. No idea. No idea. So the documentary Catfish that spawned an MTV show. The one with the whales? No, it's oh, a, where it's like I'm gonna go to this girl's house in the oh. middle of the night. I thought I thought that was a horror movie. No, it's about it's about people blowing up other people's like online schemes, basically. Really? Yeah. It started with a movie. Now it's a TV show. The movie's really good. Interesting, man. Well, that goes right into this. So what you do is all you know in this Tinder profiles is you see a, like a couple pictures, handful of pictures of people, and then their interests. Now their interests are pulled from Facebook pages that you've liked. So he's just like, what do hot girls like? I'm just gonna like those things. And Tim, because, what do hot girls like? So when a lot of when a lot when you're like flipping through the, the the things, he found that a lot of the people that are saying yes to him are the ones that have a lot of things in common. Because you can see what they like. So it's like, there's like little circles that indicate the icons of what the things are. Yeah, yeah. So if you get like, he was like, I think the magic number is four. If you can match four things up, you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of likes. So we had a big discussion. What do hot girls like? What do they like? Yoga. and uh, Ugg boots. Healthy. Uggs. Uggs. Uh, Beyonce. <laughs> Starbucks. Beyonce, Starbucks. Starbucks. Like we're saying these things. Hiking. We're like, this. okay, yeah. We're just put right there. So he likes all this stuff. He's getting a ton, just a ton of. Well, because here's the thing. And here's, here's, also, that's here's the funny. psychology, right? The girl looks at your picture and goes, he's kind of cute. And then needs the reassurance that you're actually not a psycho killer. So she needs to know that you like hiking. Of course. And Starbucks. Now, ever gets so the story's not over. Okay. Because this is genius. Right. He is genius for that. But my favorite part of this, and I'm naming names for this because I love it. Don't name I'm naming this our good friend Sean Finnegan. Yeah, the neck. The I knew night. he was going to find his way into this story. <laughs> <laughs> the night of, and I don't even know if he knows it. And this could be totally unrelated. This but is... he sits near us and overheard a good portion of this. And I go home and I'm just on my internet and I go on just Facebook. On my internet and all I see, 
Sean Finnegan just liked hiking. <laughs> what's funny is this. What's, what's, what's awesome about that is this. You can't blame him because if it works, it works. Who cares what the good information That's came amazing. from? Sean Finnegan likes hiking. Good for That's him. That's a good shirt. Yeah, that should be one of our new shirts. Sean Finnegan, Sean likes, Finnegan hiking. likes hiking. Don't tell him about it though. Just give him one when it goes live. I fucking love it. That's gonna be the next shirt. That is pretty amazing. With a thumbs up. Yeah. Is there a tender like um, logo at all? Well, it needs to be liked through I, Facebook I so you get the thumbs up. Oh, anyway. like yeah, okay. If you're yeah. paying attention to the story. No, it was a really convoluted story. It was, there's a lot I, of things, kept a lot of moving parts. It story. was. It was like a fucking Game of Thrones novel. It was like. What point did the fucking Dragon. Dragon Queen get into this thing? Oh, let's move on. Am I allowed to or is that too abrupt? <laughs> Why are you saying it to me? Because you're, you're the one that thought it was too abrupt you're last all time. You're a bunch of fucking monsters is why. Nick, what do you got for me? So you know I like to watch movies occasionally, right? Yeah, you like to make them too. And every once in a while I like to watch the same movie over and over again. You know, this is what Netflix is for. You can go on, you can find such classics as um, The Hunt for October, which is a phenomenal film. Um, you'll see on AMC. I like to watch the AMC every once in a while. What I what I like about watching the movie over and over it's like listening to a song over and over again, right? The lines of each movie kind of become iconic for the actual thing, right? So what I wanted to ask you guys today, and it's going to be a quick topic. We can just go around or we can say multiple ones. What are some of your favorite movie lines? Why do you do that? Because everyone that? loves you, yeah. Really? You're very particular right now. Watch the watch the clip. You'll see. I'll watch. I don't watch. I don't watch anything. With you. Favorite movie lines. What is it, Greg? What is one of your favorite movie lines? You're never gonna regret this, Ray. From Ghostbusters, when they come out of the bank after he puts another mortgage on the house, Franklin goes, "You're He's never like, gonna lot, regret this." Lots Ray. of people have two mortgages these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's way more than two. Um, it, it, I always think of it because the only the first time I ever used it in a like conversation was I convinced my friend Poe to buy a PS2 back in the day, mm-hmm. and he like he he liked games, but maybe not enough to own a console. But he finally did it. So like. He like you know when you get that bill like when you're our age you yeah, were a teenager that's a lot of money from back like three hundred dollars whatever he's kind of like scratching his head and like I opened the, I was relieving I opened the door to the game spot or stop and I was just like you're never gonna regret this Ray I love and it. he, he like, I immediately regret and he immediately regretted it we bought SoCom and the fucking modem and it, we never played one <laughs> I day. bought SoCom and the modem too and yeah. I was like why the fuck did I buy this I rented it and I was very happy I rented it. I didn't even know. I couldn't even understand. I get it on the PS2. I was like, "What the fuck is this thing?" Another it's an abomination. Underrated line is "Idle Hands." Seth oh Green when wow. they when uh, they open the uh, when the tr- kitchen's trash and they open the microwave and there's like the hand that got exploded and it's all uh-huh. disgusting. They want to make microwave burritos. The other guy's like, "Man, do you think we should clean it up?" And Seth Green goes, "Yeah, while we're at it, we'll just clean the whole fucking house." Goes, this isn't our mess and tosses in the burrito and shuts it. <laughs> I, I, I used that in a Burger King once and got a good laugh. I oh God, I love that movie. Jessica Alba oh, has God. never looked better. No, that was her breakout role. No one has looked better than no. that. She that was movie. in that little angel costume. Yeah. Just We've talked about this on this show. We do. I can't we, we come back to this a lot. Heaven to kick it with me. <laughs> who the fuck wrote Idle Hands? <laughs> Someone who's probably a millionaire right now. He's just like counting money like Idle Hands 1, Idle Hands 2. There's, There's no, no Idle Hands sequel. 2. No, they should have made they one. They perfected though. it. They should have made one. One and done. All right, he kid, you've had your fun. Now get off the floor. Offspring. Offspring. Tim. Oh, I got this. So for me, this is the easiest thing. This is what I call the triangle of perfection. Where every two ways, there's a connection. First off, Air Force One, get off my plane. 
There's something so magical about mm. that that it's just it just makes. Of me course, happy. he's the president. The iconic line before the president of the United States kicks the Russian terror or the Ukrainian terrorists out of it's Air just, Force One, right? It's so good. He kicks Commissioner Gordon out. Yeah, Don't he does kick buddy. Gordon out. It's just so good because he holds him. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Gordon. That's crazy. But Why can't him. I remember his name? Gary Oldman. Thank you. He says it. He throws him out. There's a pause where he chokes for a second. Right. And then flies away. Yeah. It's the worst. Oh, death. It's, it's like the worst death. Artistry. It's so good. Now, moving down the triangle. Sure. That goes to another classic, Snakes on a Plane. Love that. Where Samuel so the triangle is really just a plane. No. So anything no, 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 that was made on a plane. No. So the other way is Samuel L. Jackson. I want these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking plane. Yeah. I like people throwing things off planes. There's something about that. I'm just, whenever I hear these lines, I'm like, yes. 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 Perhaps he's wondering why he would shoot a man before throwing him off a plane. Right? Yeah, great. that's a line. I'm great with that. Yeah, that was the third one. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other part of the triangle, right? So, no, going to the triangle. So the triangle only works the two ways. The third quote. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, going down. I love you. Mm. I know. Mm. Mm. It just, it makes my balls wet. Oh, I know. I know. What? You got something to say? <laughs> you say wet or sweat? Because I couldn't tell which one it was. I said wet. It's That's... like we were talking in the car, remember? Yeah, I remember. The, Neil, the famous Neil Patrick Harris line yeah. from uh, makes Kelvin my Kumar. sweat would be even better. That's but a little an up. actual physical thing that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colin, you got one for me? I got a few that come to mind. Yeah. One of my favorites is, my brother and I always say this to each other still. I think it comes from Under Siege. The great Steven Seagal movie, classic Steven Seagal, where he's like Gary Busey. He's like the cook or whatever on the. He's the yeah, he's the cook. And there's a slash Navy Seal. Yeah yeah, Seal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a scene where he's like, they're like, I don't even remember the fucking context of it. My brother and I have been saying this to each other for like twenty years though. And I he's just like, watched. And he's like, he, he says something. That. He's like, I'm just a chef. Or whatever. No, he goes, like, no, no. He goes, <laughs> she goes, Who are you? And he goes, I'm just the cook. Oh, the cook. Yeah. It's like, my, that's what my brother said. Yeah, oh, like, God, like we'll so leave voicemail funny. messages with just that on it. It's like, after, <laughs> so it's, it's after, it's that scene right after the girl pops out of the cake, right, and she's topless, right, and right. she's phenomenal. Um, and then <laughs> I never saw this movie. Oh, Bro, it's a, it was a great, such a good. It's Tommy Lee Jones' like best work, arguably. Screw, I love, I love Steven Seagal too. I love Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal back in, the, you know, I, I wanted to be Steven Seagal for a very everyone long time. wanted to be. Is that what the shadow boxing was all? That's about? half what the shadow boxing was. Steven Seagal used to do a martial arts film called Aikido. Uh, which was just looked so cool. Really hard to learn. It's like a lot of like moving your arm and flipping people and then chopping them right in the neck for no reason and then him in the balls. Like it was like neck balls flip. That's what everything was. (laughs) But but Under Siege was amazing because when it came out it was a the the concept of this movie is a cook was on the ship Right, the ship gets taken over by terrorists who are like trying to take the tomahawk missiles or whatever. I can't remember. Sounds that like part. Deep Blue Sea. And it's nothing like Deep Blue Sea. That 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 had a lot more to do with sharks. Um, and the cook is the only person that they like kind of marginalize. They're like, oh, we'll just lock him in the 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 meat locker or whatever it is, and we'll kill him later. But it turns out he's actually an ex Navy SEAL who's on the yeah, ship right. because the, he like saved the admiral's life or something like that. But he's kind of a dick because he's like a rogue, you know, warrior, like a mm-hmm. like a badass. And so. Uh, no one knows who he is because the admiral is like, well, you just come on the ship. You can finish out your, your career here and then you'll go on and retire. But I'll, I'll watch over you. So, of course, they kill the admiral. And he's like, oh, no, I have to be crazy. And so he saves this girl that's on there. She's a love interest. Then he kills a bunch of people in front of him. And she goes, who are you? And he looks back at the I swear to God, as, as hard as he possibly can. is like, I'm just a cook. <laughs> 
and then he moves on. And that was it. That was that was how that his was one the, line the, the height movie. of his career was right there. Right that in that, that one, and he did a movie called and I, I I shit you not. This is the title of this film. Hard to kill. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. This is the thing about Steven Seagal. This is the funny Steven Seagal connection with the Moriarty clan. Is that <laughs> there's a connection? Yeah, there is. Is that my father, who's like a really stoic, like really stoic, like silent, quiet dude. He like loves watching movies and t- like he watches. He goes to movies like every weekend with his girlfriend. Like he just sees everything and like watches a lot of TV shows on Netflix and stuff like that when he can. Um, hates TV though. Has a huge sticker on his uh, on his refrigerator that says "Kill Your Television" on it, but we'll watch it all the time anyway. Um, and uh, he fucking loves Steven Seagal. Like he fucking loves, <laughs> loves Steven Seagal. There's nothing not to like. And I, when I was a little kid, like you know, six, seven, eight years old in the late '80s, early '90s, like we'd rent every Steven Seagal movie and just watch it. And there together. were a lot of them, by the way. He'd there like was movie like, every yeah, six like, months. Yeah, like there, there were probably twenty of them in between 1988 and 1990 or in 1995 or 1989. Like that. He'd yeah, like twenty it, of them in, two, in one year. But but the the other movie that I think is is. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, top three for sure. Is Caddyshack, oh. and basically anything Rodney Dangerfield says in that entire movie is quotable. It's my favorite classic. is uh, my favorite is when he drives up. One of my favorites. So there's a lot of good ones. You see Caddyshack? No. That makes me just want to ring. Your, that yeah. makes me just want to ring. I, I'm bad ring at movies, neck. guys. Um, that's a must see movie. Mm-hmm. The best sports movie ever. Um, it is. And uh, he just drives up with the Asian guy that's like driving his car, and and. The guy, the guy comes out. He's like, "This is my friend Wang. No offense." And so, and, and like, so he walks in. It's like so dumb. And like, just every five so seconds, bad. there's like a quotable. When he's in the uh, right he, after that, when he's in the, the in the shop or whatever, and he's like, "I'll take one of these, and I'll take two of these, and I'll take because he's like a rich guy in the in the movie." Mm-hmm. And then he sees you know the the guy you know uh, Ted Knight's character mm-hmm. wearing the hat. And he's like, "This hat though, whatever." He's like. You get a free bowl of soup with this hat or whatever. Then he like the, you know smells walks by and he's like, looks good on you though. And then he just does like that and face. He always does like that, like the like, like roll of eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so God, it's so good. It's so and that I was that one's got like I mean you've got that you've got everything Chevy Chase says is amazing and everything Bill Murray says in that movie. That's they're all ad libbed I think in that in that movie. At least I think Chevy or no Bill I think Bill everything Bill Murray says is like unscripted or probably like that. and they didn't like each other. No, yeah. Um, you know, they, another. Classic Harold Ramis film. Actually, that was his first one, right? That was the first one he directed, I think. I think that was his actual director. Yeah, director and, and R.I.P. By the way, I mean that's you know he I died know. recently, and that's that's his, that's his that's hard greatest work in my opinion. Um, he realized, I think there's a funny story in the behind the scenes on that where they realized about halfway through filming that Bill Murray and Chevy Chase never actually had a scene together. So they wrote that random scene, and like they wrote it the night before and shot it the next day where he hits the ball through. Bill Murray's thing and he starts offering him weed and stuff. He's like, nope. Or like, or moonshine or whatever it was. And he's like, nope. Okay, well, that's good. Get him like, ball. Come on, get him ball. Oh, maybe that's, maybe that's like the whole ad lib. Or like, that, that whole scene I think was just, was ad libs, but they did not like each other. Like, I guess back in the day, Chevy was a little hard. I guess Bill and Chevy are a little hard to get along with. Yeah, both of them do really well right now. What's that? Both of them make friends really easily right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're saints from what I hear. Um, but uh, just real quick, oh, yeah, I just want to give going. a shout out real quick. To a specific scene now, there's a Ramon Narvaez connection here because oh, also this is also one of Ramon's favorite movies. Oh. We used to watch in college like every day I missed that for like one. four years. Um, I, I put on his wall uh, the the scene. I don't know if you guys remember it, when they're in the club, like in the in the in the, in the, in the dinner scene when Rodney Dangerfield's with all his friends. First of all, I have no idea who uh, the fuck any of these people are. That like you know what I'm talking there's about? Like, bros, there's, there's, there's yeah, an like, entourage. He just has like an entourage that's with yeah, him because he's awesome and he's like making him sure. laugh whatever this one he's like tell the tell the chef this is low grade dog food and he is he's like just giving money to like all the waitresses yeah. and stuff like that but then he walks up to to smells uh 
table where with uh, like his wife and his and his grandson and stuff like that. And there's one specific scene. I want people to go look it up because it's like so understated. And I never even realized how funny it was. Just one throwaway line where uh, he's like talking to all the people and like just making fun of them. Mm-hmm. And he spe- and he quickly says to a woman, um, he's like, "Hey, doll, you live alone." And then like just stops for like a few seconds, and it just walks away, like walks away and keeps going down the table. And I'm like, that is just the funniest thing. You can tell he was just throwing shit in that was like clearly not written. Yeah. For yeah. Anyone. Yeah. And like that specific scene to me like resonates like where he thought that they were gonna cut or something like that, and they just let him keep going. So he just like. <laughs> so there, there's another funny story they said in, the, in uh, the making of where he, that was one of the first roles that he had done. Prior to that, I guess he was a stand-up comedian, and it was like he was known as like the king of the one-liners, so he would set up in one line. Um, and he said that he was like, like after the first couple of days of shooting, he was like a nervous wreck. And he went to Hell Ramos and was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I was like, why? You're, you're doing great. And he was like, yeah, but every time I say anything, no one's laughing. Uh, and Ramos is like, no, they can't laugh. They'll ruin the take if they laugh. And he's like, oh. And then from that on, of course, he went on to have just an amazingly glorious career. And did Back to School. And that was back amazing, to too. Oh, back and to then, School. Like, those, those two movies... And I would That's honestly throw him. Ladybugs in there, like I said, like Ladybugs last time we talked funny. about. Like those Jonathan are Brandis. fucking funny movies. He's a funny, funny dude. I was just watching, like we talked about it, like the um, the history class scene in Back to School. Yeah, is like just so fucking awesome. It's like not, and the, and I was also watching the Oingo Boingo uh, party Boingo, scene. Dude. Boingo was in when that they're movie, pl- when they're playing uh, Dead Man's Party. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Do you see Back to School? No. We have to just watch these two <laughs> we movies. Gotta like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, we really yeah. do. Back we should just have a movie night or something. Back to School is one of those like, it's just amazing such a good, movies. Good film. It's about a guy who's rich and he got rich on his own. Like you know, it's the same character from Caddyshack. It is the exact same character. He always played the character, but it's about it's about a guy who's super rich because he was just good at making money, entrepreneur or whatever. But anyway, he never went to school, and his son's failing at college, and so he goes, "This is how I can bond with my son." I'll go back to school. I'll finish school. And of course, he's super rich. So his first instinct is to just buy his way through everything. So this is awesome scene where he goes, you guys, he walks into the dorm room and this is tiny little dorm room and they're sharing these bunks and it's, and it's this kid that never did another movie and Robert Downey Jr. As his, as his, awesome. his Robert, this is like back when Robert Downey Jr. like his first time he was awesome. Was Iron like, really, boy. He was Iron, Iron boy. boy. He had like badass punk. Hair. And he had, yeah, and he had a cool Duran Duran sticker and on his fucking furniture, which I thought was really cool. Absolutely. Um, and so Brian Angerfield's first thought is like, I'm going to, we can't live in here. This is horrible. We're moving into new, like, I guess he's like, we were moving. In. Oh no, actually, I think he was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move in here too. So they go away, and then they come back the next day, and all of them are like, he's like, I got everyone in their own rooms, their own dorm rooms, and they open up the dorm rooms, and he just gutted an entire wing of the dorm, and it's all one just badass like dorm. And I, and I was, I always was like, in college, I want that. That's the thing I want to go to college. They had like a hot tub and like a sauna and like a massage room and like a full kitchen, and I was like, this is cool. And I ended up rooming with my good friend Ryan Greasy, and and you did that. I didn't get any sleep. <laughs> no, because he had the world's loudest. Um, he thought he, it was really cool to have an old, like, late 80s, early 90s um, keyboard that was really oh, loud. And he was like, oh, when I type, I type with authority. And I was oh, like, you are just the most annoying human being on the planet. I almost killed him. I almost, like, broke it over his head a couple times. Damn. Yeah. All that shadow boxing paid off. Yeah. yeah. You got to stretch. So stretch. I want to give a, a shout out to three more quotes okay. that I thought of because I was like, these are, these are some good ones. Yeah. This one's been overused a lot, but uh, Transformers the movie. Jesus. They, I mean, they they've ran this one in the ground. But Which one, the animated it, one, or are you Sam? Are you Sam Wickwicky? Sam Wickwicky. Are you Sam Wickwicky? There was that. The only quote should be Optimus. No, 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 no. Sam Wickwicky, welcome to Robot Heaven. It's not. It's not that. I wish they asked Sam that. I got it on eBay. Oh my god, it's not. Because that's not those movies. It's the it's the eighty eighty four movie. Oh okay. Yeah. It's one shot. What's the song? 
One shall fall. Oh god! Like you got the touch. One shall stand. Is playing. Optimus comes one up, shall walks fall. up to Megatron. One shall stand. The other motherfucker. Mega, yeah, he's like fall. he said something like some crazy like this ends here, and he's like yeah. Megatron. One shall stand. One shall fall. And then they badass. fight. Two Optimus's death. Yeah. I mean, straight up. And Megatron's death essentially. Spoilers. So both fall. That's weird. They well, lied. he was right. On. So he's a fucking liar. Yeah, they both lied. So that's one of them. Another one, very similar is in the 2007 Ninja Turtle movie, which is highly underrated. There's a the scene, CG one? That's is the one that stars um, the older sister from Nashville as April O'Neil. The older sister? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, wait. She, no, 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 no. He's saying the an- c- CGI one. Oh, there was a CGI one in 87? 97. 2007. Oh, 2007. I think it's 87. You bad. just blew my mind with that, by Continue. the way. April O'Neil, Nashville reference. Thank you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so there's a scene Still where good work, Tandy. Leonardo and Raphael are fighting. Mm-hmm. And just arguing, and then Raphael's like, "Why? Do, why are you doing this? Like, why do you always think that you're better than me?" And then Leonardo just looks at him, "Cause I'm better than you." And then they fight, and it's awesome. who wins? Does Leo win? Raphael ends up winning. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's not better than. Him. But it was, it was like, oh, I needed that, so that was good. But my number one quote of all time Quotable quotes. is from the 1998 Disney Channel original movie, Bless You. Thank you. Bless you. Brink. Oh, man, about the rollerbladers. Yes. I remember that movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. And at the end, there's a scene where Team X Blades, the evil Team X Blades, yeah, they have to be evil. is going up against the Soul Skaters, a.k.a. Team Puppin' Suds. And Puppet, well, sorry? Pup and Suds. They had to get Pup sponsored by a local mom and pop. And they got um, like the dog bath place. Dog bath place, yeah. Because they're the soul skaters. Pup and Suds. Subs. Subs? So they go up. Pup and Eating Suds. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Fuck. Quick we'll, amendment. We'll when we were talking about Grinder, mm-hmm. the app, there used to be an awesome restaurant called WG Grinders. Thank you. Good. So going back to this this battle between <laughs> Team Pup and Suds and Team X Blades. Well done, in the Greg. middle of like what's essentially the X Games like final round between yeah. the two, the villain and the hero, um, he's he's kind of down, like down points or whatever. It's the classic comeback tale. And at the halftime, he goes into the crowd and goes up to his little sister, and it's just like, "Hey, do you have, do you have any tips for me?" And she goes, "Yeah, skate better." And he's like, "Oh yeah, skate better. You're right. I just need to skate better." And that's how I live my life. Where I'm just like, "What do I need to do to do better?" I just need to do better. It's that easy. Just be your it's own that hero. simple. There you just go. Just be better. I mean, cool if she said, I love that. She, cooler if she would have said pup, and he would have gone, and suds, and they pound fist, and then the thing opens, and dogs just... <laughs> 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 fucking a million dogs. And they're just, all maul, like, just maul them? Exactly. Like, they're they're all alive. mangy. They're like, eating me alive. <laughs> Why are they killing me? Naked is one of my goals in life they to make Brink 2. They forever. <laughs> you can probably do that tomorrow. You can kick side. I want to do it with you, though. Get, I'll, do, I'll do Brink 2 side unseen. I've never even seen the first one, but I'll Bring absolutely back, Eric, Can we do the dog scene? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's so funny. It starts, it goes an hour and a half in... And then the dogs strike. <laughs> Team Puppet does, man. Don't 90 miss minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes on the 91st minute. It turns into a horror It turns movie. into like a really graphic horror movie. All right, the dogs beat the other team. Now get them caged. We can't cage them anymore. And they break through the glass. And they're just <laughs> taking over the town. They have the strength of three million puppies. <laughs> oh, Puppet Suds. That's what you call it. That's yeah. really good. Colin. Yeah. You want to take us home? Yeah. What oh, I, wait, wanna... I didn't get to say my, my, oh, my quote. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you fucking kidding me? No, All that I time without it? You... I asked you guys about yours. I have two. I'm going to slaughter one of them. 
But it's a movie I've, I've watched. This this reason why this came up is this, I just kind of recently watched these two movies. One of them's from the original Superman movie. Superman. Superman. That was Superman two. Yeah, I know. There's a great scene in Superman where he finally he saves Lois for the first time. Mm. And she falls, and it's this awesome like the chopper is about to fall, and all this stuff's happening. And you haven't you haven't really seen Superman yet. No one knows who he is. And literally, this is what the first time audiences has seen had seen a real Superman on the big screen. And she falls down, and he catches her, and he goes, "Don't worry, ma'am, I've got you." And she goes, "You've got me. Who's got you?" And then he flies her back up to the top. It's awesome. That. And then he flies away. And it's just like he punches her in the face. Then he just then the puppies fucking. Mauled. <laughs> <laughs> they just get we love Lewis, and now they're eating all cinema. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my other favorite lines, and this is a movie that you guys probably haven't seen. It's a movie called Unforgiven. It's a cl- it's it's at this point I guess you can call it a classic. Um, this is the western, right? Yeah, Clint Eastwood western directed it. I think it was one of the first things he's direct- he directed. It's about a man who um, used to be an outlaw. He used to be a really horrible human being until he met a woman that kind of turned him around, and then she died. And he raised he's raising two kids with her. Classic. Tale. And his friend, his one of his old gang members, or one of the members of his old gang, comes back and says, "Hey, there's this job that we can go do, and you're on kind of dire straits. And I know you promised your dead wife that you're you'll never do this again, and never be that guy again, and never drink again, and never be this horrible human that killer. But we need this, and so." Um, he goes and he gets another member of his... Actually, this was a young kid. Then he goes and gets the other members of his gang and they go do this thing. But toward the end of it, they end up... Um, spoilers. Uh, his friend, Morgan Freeman, ends up getting whipped to death. And uh, because of this... This is a great story. But um, So that sends Clint Eastwood, over, his character, over the edge. And he ends up... You have this amazing moment where he hasn't had a drop of alcohol in forever and then you just see this perspective of him his horse it's raining right and as is after his friend got killed and he looks and you see him kind of look over and you see his like you know the friend in the coffin and then you just he looks back to the street and you see a bottle just an empty bottle get thrown out and it kind of slashes in the rain and then he walks in and he goes he's like and everyone's like and they're all looking for him by the way they're all about oh, this whole town this whole like uh, gang's trying to kill him and he walks in and he goes He's got his gun drawn, and he's like, "Who shot my friend?" And they're like, "That guy did it." And he blows the guy away. Doesn't even wait for him to draw; just blows him away. And then, as then everyone gets up, and, and Gene Hackman's like, "You sir, a coward, shoot an unarmed man." And he goes, "Well, he should have thought about arming himself before he decided to." De- oh, that's what he did. He walks in, and he kills a saloon owner. Sorry about that, guys. This is very important. He walks in, he goes, "Who owns the saloon?" Because Morgan Freeman's dead body is out out front. And he goes, "I do." He blows him away. And he goes, "He should have thought about arming himself before he decided to decorate his saloon with my friend." And then he fucking kills everyone. Just like, he's like, anyone that doesn't want to get killed better clear on out the back. And like 10 dudes leave and the rest of the people that are left, he just blows everyone away. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. That's like, and then he walks out and you never see him again. You don't know if he goes back to his kids, nothing. But it's just such a cool, powerful moment because he's like, he's got like Gene Hackman and he's got a double butter shotgun in his head at the very end. And he goes, I'll see you in hell. And he goes, yeah. And just fucking canoes his head. And it's so good. So I just spoiled the end of that movie. But if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. That's it. Cool. Colin. Take us home. I want to talk about taxes. Okay. We got to do ours. The rent is too damn high. The rent is too damn high. That guy was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah. New York City is such a fucking parody. (laughs) Um, I was talking to Tim earlier about income taxes specifically. Sure. And how I think income taxes are wrong. That, that's, it's inherently wrong. Now, there's a lot... Of the, the, the income tax came in in 1913, the 16th Amendment. There's a lot of confusion, even uh, some talk that the... 
const- the, the amendment never really passed that it you know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the amendment that it was illegal and all that kind of stuff nonetheless it's law it's been law for mm-hmm. you know 101 years the income tax came in during the civil war briefly and in other times but there we lived this we lived this there was a united states with no income tax and it that was fine awesome it existed awesome for a very place. long time no income tax it was a lot of excise taxes and stuff like that but there was no income tax like tariffs right and i wanted to just put things into perspective for you guys about how much you pay in your tax just in income tax not even not even your your payroll I don't even know that i want to know this is gonna be this. sad this is sad everything sucks he watched we don't even have like free health care this is your bank account i'm like what he hacked my planet so these are the <laughs> <laughs> google at tim gettys google colin tim did gettys. you hack his planet so these are the marginal the tax rates for individuals okay okay if you make no money to eight thousand like nine thousand dollars you pay ten percent tax Okay. okay. If you make up to thirty six thousand dollars, it's fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. If you make eight, up to eighty seven thousand, it's twenty five percent. And then one hundred eighty three thousand, twenty eight percent, three hundred ninety eight thousand, thirty three percent, four hundred thousand, thirty five percent, and then four hundred thousand and over is thirty nine point six percent. Imagine making four hundred thousand dollars. Not only that, but imagine making four hundred thousand dollars and then forty percent. That's upsetting. Yeah, damn. Of it is taken away from you. Now, one of the big things that I think is, there's a huge misconception in this country, especially with the left about taxes, mm-hmm. about income taxes, that the rich don't pay their fair share. And this is one of the things that really bothers me a lot because the rich pay a vast, vast, vast majority of the taxes in this country. Now, a lot of people would say, you know, well, they have most of the money, and that's true, right? But there has to be a better way to extract funds out of people. There than, has than, to be a better way. Than, than, there is. Than robbing them. And I think that income tax is fucking straight robbery. And it's wrong. It's wrong. And I believe in something called, and I want to see what you guys think of this. I believe in something called the VAT, the value added tax. Or Mm -hmm. that's what they have in. they have it in a lot of places. They have it in the UK, but in the UK, UK they also pay, pay income tax. Right. So I would want the value-added tax, what the, which is what they also call the consumption tax, if it replaces the income tax. And this is one of the things that libertarians, especially in the United States, and Repub- a lot of Republicans want to do. Herman Cain was one of those guys that proposed... Godfather pizza. Yeah, I love that guy. Until he you know, he deteriorated. I thought he had a really good idea, because this whole thing was 999, right? Um, you know, 9%. Uh, he wanted to do 9%... Income tax flat, 9%. VAT, 9% capital gains. Yeah. And what a value-added tax basically is, is the tax on everything you buy. So instead of like, if you make $40,000 a year, you just get $40,000. And then when you go buy things, then you start getting taxed. Now, here's the brilliance of the value-added tax. Lay it on me. In my opinion, is that it it doesn't tax, or at least under most plans, wouldn't tax uh, essentials. So food, clothing, fuel. You know, things like that. Because mm-hmm. our, ga- our gas is highly taxed. Yeah. Um, and then it would automatically tax the rich the most. Because the rich are the most conspicuous consumers of ev- anyone. Sure. They're the ones that buy $100,000 cars. Well, if you had a 5% VAT, that's $5,000 sure. right right away. You know? The, they'll go on trips that cost $50,000. You know? Well, that's $2,500. Now, how does VAT differ from sales tax? Because there's well, sales tax. Right, exactly. So, sales tax is, on, is it's similar. The value-added tax is basically saying... The value-added tax is basically a replacement... or designed to be a replacement for your normal system of taxation where you would draw most of your money, Mm -hmm. which would be the income tax. Therefore, sales tax is at a state level, and that would still exist in some states. Not all all states have sales tax. New Hampshire, for instance, I live there. There is no sales tax. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then you would have state income tax, if that's what the states decided to do based on the 10th Amendment. And then you'd have a value-added tax instead of an income tax. And this, therefore, gives you the choice about how much you are taxed or how little you're taxed, but you can't avoid it. You know what I mean? And that's what I think is most fair. So I wanted to see what you guys think about so, that. So with the, the food, you said clothes? Yeah, food, clothes, fuel, and housing. So no, no taxes on houses. So you can just buy as much food as you want. Right. That seems weird. <laughs> Why? Why is that weird? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, what if the rich people just buy a lot of food? That's fine, but then, you, but then you're, you're punishing. Think about it this way. If you're low income, what do you spend most of your money on? The essentials. Food, right? housing, fuel, mm-hmm. and clothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, this automatically protects the poor. But there, like- it's conceivable that a poor person would never pay any taxes, and that's fine. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's just one of those things where with if you take all those out of it, I feel like not that many things are even being taxed then. Well, yeah, a lot of things are being taxed. Like well, any any goods oh, you I guess your, video games, your microphone, your Superman mm. thing, your ice cup, your, any, yeah. your liquor, your phone, your t-shirt, not my ice dog cup. toy, well, the t-shirt, your watch. But the t-shirt's closed, right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, okay, so it wouldn't be... Well, it, we would have to... You would have to... Well, so see, that's what I'm of, saying. Like, there's a lot there of conversation any... about that. Like, would it be... Um, Literally any clothing. You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Because I'm thinking of the, the majority of things I buy. If Tim can get his sweet leather pants without paying sales tax on it, he's all for it. But think about sweet. all the things. The headphones, the board, yeah, the desk, the rug. Yeah. You know, like, like, like I, to me, it just seems like an equitable way because you're, you're, you're basically buying in. Because what income tax is to me is just, it is just fucking wholesale robbery. I never, I never, ever, ever told anyone that they can just fucking take money from me. And I don't feel like the government's doing a goddamn thing for me. Yeah, it's that interesting. Money. I have friends that are self-employed, right? And so they, they don't have to pay income tax because they get, you know, the invoice and then someone sends them a check and then they get the end of the year, they get 1099 and then you have to pay the tax either quarterly or all in one lump sum. Um, so it's, it's just, it's fascinating to watch them because they'll go through months of, I don't have any money, I don't have any money. Oh my God, I just got paid like for the last five months and it's just whatever the check is, right? Because when you get paid by a vendor or you get paid by a client, they just give you the money. They don't take taxes out of it because you're not you're a contract worker. You're not an actual salaried employee with them. So, um, so wait, how does that work though? Because then then later you need to go and you have to pay. What are you paying? Yeah, you pay. So that's the problem. So then later, unless you have a lot of like crazy expenses to bounce off against that and like write off, you end up paying uh, the full whatever your bracket is. What he just talked about, but. You have to pay it all in one lump sum. And so a lot of people I know get screwed, especially the first year out, because they'll go and they'll go, cool, I made all this awesome money. I've got all this money in account. And then they get a bill. Their accountant tells them or they'll go and file their, their tax return and they get they get told they owe like 40 grand. Yeah. At one, in one, they want to check for 40 grand. It's due. And by the way, when the government has to pay you, they can take their sweet time. When you got to pay the government, you got like a month to do that. Mm. And so that's why a lot of people do quarterlies where every quarter you estimate what you think you're going to earn based on the year before and you have to pay that money and it sucks because you have to end up writing lump sum checks that you don't you might not be able to afford at that point so why don't we just not do any of this this is what i've, I've often talked it works well for wesley snipes <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it, it, I, yeah wesley snipes went away for tax evasion in case you didn't know that uh he was in blade yes what in blade i've, in I've often said this it's the same it's the same thing that like a lot of people have said about a lot of different issues what if a hundred million americans are just like we're not fucking giving you shit like, what are you going to do about it? You know, What's like, and, and it's like, it's like, but we don't have the fortitude to be like collectively of one mind to fight an injustice like that. It's the same thing with the TSA. I always say to the TSA, like, what if we just went to the airport and decided that we're gonna fuck an entire day up at every airport in the United States and just be like, 
we're just going to take our time, ask questions. Everyone opts out when they go to the security line, like just fucking destroy it. You know, and like, and like and you would basically collapse Delta. Yeah. Like you, you, you would, you would ruin those airlines and you better believe that they would use their lobby in Washington to change that TSA shit real quick. If that was like, if everyone was just like, I opt out, I opt out, I opt out, you know? And like one after the other, and you just can't do it. It's just untenable. It's the same thing with income tax. Like of course if you know you shouldn't evade your taxes. Yeah, but how do you? But like if you if you make if you make a principled stand as a people, and they're like we're not doing this anymore. Right, but how do you avoid that? Because the system is set up in such a way that the taxes get taken out before you even get the money. You don't have to do that though. Like that you like you don't have to like when you you can go to your to HR at work tomorrow and be like don't take my, the money out for taxes anymore and they won't. Yeah. Interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah. I messed up. And then but you have to before, pay it. And then I had to pay. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you not have them take taxes out? I ask people questions, and they pretend they give me the right answers. I trust people too I'm much. sorry. Wow. <laughs> so. Dick. So, like, I pay, like, you know, I pay 25% tax, right? Mm-hmm. Income tax only. This doesn't include Medicare, Social Security, any of that stuff. It doesn't. You know? The government just goes into your fucking wallet mm-hmm. every two weeks and just takes 25% of your money. Yeah. Because you work. And then the greatest irony is that they then go back and give a lot of that money to people who don't to work. people that fucking don't work, you know. And one of the, the biggest the biggest things to me is there are people that literally can't work, right? We have elderly people that can't work; they need to be taken care of. We mm-hmm. have people that are on disability can't work; they need to be taken care of. People that are hard on their luck; they lost their job; we got to take care of them. There's a social contract there. Get it? But there's a lot of people that don't. And this is what Mitt Romney was saying. This is what sunk him in the fucking election. But it was he was right, where he was saying 47 percent of the United States doesn't pay taxes which means when what every other person you pass on the street is a taker how is that possible and every because you have a, a group of productive people half the country that pay for everything yeah you know but if you had the system like this then everyone pays you know like there is no avoiding it and the rich people will have to pay more like it's just inevitable you know if they're going on a luxury cruise or they buy a fucking yacht or something like that they're paying yeah you know and and you and you and you put a nice pillow fort around all, all the people that don't have any income by saying like the things you really need you do not have to pay that. yeah I mean I look at I look at my paycheck all the time and just wish that there were more in there so any system that would allow that to happen that wouldn't completely crumble the uh, economy well that's already crumbling without it so don't worry yeah that's true but uh, I, I would be all for it. and you know I don't know it's you, you always hear that it's not fair it's not fair it's not fair well I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about that I just try to earn as much money as humanly possible uh, which is why I will be selling all of you guys Get to out. a Russian uh, prostitution ring, Thanks. especially you. They yeah, like, they like they the like big me? boys. Yeah. So with how this was works, that supposed to be a Russian accent? Two thousand dollar MacBook. Like the big boys because of the sales tax and because <laughs> this is one of the, the only things being taxed, <laughs> or compared to the food and the clothes and whatever. Would that mean that the tax would be just insane? It would be like a no. I, I think tax. it would be like no. I think it, I think like a reasonable thing is like five percent on everything. You know, and maybe if you go to a restaurant, maybe there is tax. You know? yeah, yeah, but if you buy groceries, there's right. not. Yeah. Maybe if you, maybe if you, there's like, I don't want the government to get too involved. But maybe if you're buying like a thousand dollar suit, well, clearly you're not hurting, right? right. Like, there's got to be like, so you can have rules like that. But mm. the, the here's the thing: it's like either the government takes twenty five percent of your money arbitrarily, then you still pay fucking sales tax, and you're still getting robbed at the gas at the gas pump, mm-hmm. and you're still getting robbed when you go. You ever look at a fucking airplane ticket and how much money you're paying in taxes oh, yeah. and all these arbitrary things that they do? Well, I love when you when you sign up for the hotels online and they don't tell you about the taxes and then you get there and it's an extra sixty dollars a night. You're it's like, absurd. What? The, what the, is this for? Well, it's for the the water tax. We got to tax you on water. 
Like or, I didn't use any water. Or here in and here in San Francisco, you pay your tax when you go to a restaurant for healthcare. It's like that, a healthcare tax. That one's that one's an interesting one. That one I'm conflicted on because I used to work in restaurants, and I used to need healthcare. I had to pay for it myself. Um, luckily, I was also doing a side job where I was self-employed, so I can get some some breaks on that stuff. Um, but I didn't. Part of the thing that drove me out was that I had to find a better job because I had to get benefits. I had to get healthcare, and so. Um, What's he doing? Did you, you, you stop putting the cap on the dog? It looks like Abu. Wow. Oh, the monkey from Aladdin. I got that reference. Um, but, you know, so I'm, I'm, conflicted, I'm conflicted about that. And also, it's like it's it's something I don't get to choose to pay, right? It's just kind of there. And then you can ask for it to be taken off. But then who really does it? Who's like, take this off right now, right? After we had this great meal. So it's like, it's a little harsh. It's like the bag thing in San Francisco. That's just another way to take your money. Like, this is what I'm saying is like, no one puts their foot down and just says like, enough's enough. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't submit to this. I, this is not part of the contract. I I get super pissed with people. And now like, it sucks because it comes out of one, not to lament on the bag thing for a while, but for those of you guys who are watching that aren't in San Francisco, San Francisco charges you 10 cents if you want a bag anywhere. I went to Taco Bell the other day. It's upsetting. And man. they were like, do you, are you that to go? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you want a bag for it? And I was like, no, I want to carry 13 tacos home yeah. by myself. Why don't you bring in your reusable? And Why don't you save the environment? I, I mean, I have those and I don't think about that when I'm stum- like, you know, going to Taco Bell. But then my, now my wife, her, her um, sort of fight against it now, so her, her sort of protest is that she's like, those bags were the bags that I used to recycle. Because you can't throw a bag out that's a reusable bag to recycle. It's just, you can't do it. She goes, so now I just don't recycle. That's my that's her stand against this. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of messed up. It's just it, there's laws of unintended consequences to all this. But the worst part to me, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, is like there's a mentality. See, like for me as a, I'm a Republican, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually agree with the Democrats in a lot of different ways. We've talked a lot about this in socialists, especially, right? And even in in, in in foreign policy and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of agreement there. I think the position of liberalism gets fucking laughable when you start talking about money. And specifically big government being able to do more and more and more of their money they take. And what a lot of these people seem to ignore is that there's no example of a significant, sizable, socialist, liberal-leaning country that's ever been successful. Ever. Not one example. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, well... The Denmark, look at how well Denmark's doing. They have the high tech. There's like 14 million people in Denmark. Right. You know what I mean? There's 310 million people in the United States. You know, they're like, oh, well, Sweden and Finland are doing great. What are there, 8 million people in that country? Yeah, see, my, wor- my worry with that kind of a tax, though, like the VAT tax, is that they went, they would introduce that and then they would reintroduce the income yeah, tax. Yeah, but that's and the thing. And then we would be screwed. That's the thing. It's like we got to. We'd be getting, we'd be taxed like 70% of our no, income. No, no, there's no way. And, and that's Tim what, and I would have to finally just bite the bullet. And but there are out. countries that have VAT and income tax, like Britain. It's terrible, you know? and that's and why like, Britain is, in, uh, side note, insanely expensive to live in. Yeah, and and they and it's like that. Everyone always points like, look at our universal health care, and look, it's like you guys pay out the ass for that. It's Don't you understand? Yeah. Like, See, that's that's the one thing. Like, and and you know, I know Obama's taking a lot of flag for Obama. 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 Um, but I don't mind paying for something like health care for everyone, because I think that's something that should be a fundamental. Like, I get pissed off necessity. about paying for health care for me. Um, like I hate that they make me do that. That you have to pay for healthcare. Yeah, well, that, that pisses me off. I don't. I don't mind an extra like ta- tax here and there. I don't mind paying a little extra so that everyone in the United States can see a doctor if they have to see a doctor. Um, that's just that's probably one of the only super hardcore left tendencies that I have. Um, if it worked, 
if the actual system worked and it was something that people could actually utilize, which right now it's a complete and total mess. Um, but the income tax thing is just ridiculous. But how do you fight against it, right? Like, how, how do you just, do it? Uh, so, I mean, this is the Without thing. going to jail for tax evasion. Like, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't, they, they, no one should evade their taxes. I pay my taxes immediately when the year turns over so I can just get out of the way. And plus, right. they always owe me money. Right. Because they're just like, oh, here's some of the money I robbed from you. By the you way, I, I took from you and didn't pay interest on, right? Yeah, it's like, like yo, well, we took too much of your money. You can have some of that. Sorry, sorry. Not, not plus interest. Um, my like, you know, Obama just proposed a three point nine trillion dollar budget, right? Which is a fucking joke. No one's gonna vote for that. By the way, the last time Obama, uh, this is the best part. The last time Obama put a, pro- a proposal for a budget forward, no one voted yes on it. No one in the Senate voted yes on it because everyone realized how fucking out of control this shit is, right? right. But everyone's argument is like it was last year, right before the election, was like, let's tax the rich more. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? You know? What if, I mean, what, uh, what it, wouldn't it be, why not just universal tax like you were talking about, nine, like 9%? It's well, flat tax, board. I would, like, I, mean, I think that would be tax. a step forward, like 9% tax for everyone. Everyone. Like, that's 9% of a million is, is still way more than 9% yeah. of someone who's And then everyone thousand. pays. Like, there's no, it's not equitable, right? But, like, but the argument to me specifically is this. We have a 16 this is this is extraordinary and a lot of people don't really think about these things because they're going through their day-to-day life and they don't want to be scared like we are not very far away from complete financial calamity in the United States and if shit goes down in the United States it's going to collapse the entire world's economy because it's all based on the American dollar which it has already yeah in 2008 we almost brought the entire world to the its world, fucking yeah. knees you know Greece, and like Greece almost had to sell themselves yeah well that that was kind of their own fault <laughs> that a lot of that has to do with the Athens Olympics actually but like the the point is that like we hold this incredible power, right? That and it has nothing to everyone's like China owes your debt and they can you know what it's not anything about that. It's like literally specifically like the economy will collapse if something happens to the United States economy. But we owe all of this money. Now think about Obama's budget of three point nine trillion dollars, right? And that's considered really high. Now think about a sixteen trillion dollar debt uh, debt, right? That's basically four years worth of Obama's proposals to pay that back, right? If we spent nothing. But service the debt. That's how much money we owe. That would be like saying like we all have to we all have to work and spend for four years at that level and get nothing. No one gets paid in the government. No military. No departments. Right. No roads. Nothing. Just to pay the debt back. And like the the solution to me is like I've I've thought this for a long time. First, we have to get the debt in control and and under control. And the way I would do that is extraordinary measures in Congress, where I would say. This year, or for two years, we're all paying 10% more in taxes, right? Everyone's paying more. Yeah, but the dangerous and, part of that is, oh, I guess you could write that into the... Well, yeah, so like, I would be like, for two, four, or five years where we're all fucking snowballing our taxes, it'd be really hard for everybody. We need to do this, you know? Be, like that's a, Someone just has to like feed you your medicine and be like, we did this to ourselves, and we have to get out of this hole, and once we do get out of this hole, then we can get our spending under control, then we don't have to worry about it. We never do it again, yeah, yeah. You know? And then we can revert back and just slash the shit out of everyone's taxes and be like, everything's good again. You know, it'll, it'll grow the economy. That would be really hard. But the thing is that no one wants to, like, give you the hard facts, right? Instead, the idea is just tax more, tax more, pay more, pay more. Look what happened with the fucking minimum wage proposal, you know? Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing is, like, when the first time, the first thing anyone tells you, like, if you're in a personal debt is cut up your credit cards. Right. That's the very first thing they say is, is you know, if you're if you've got twenty thousand or ten thousand dollars of the debt on your credit card, take away your ability to spend and you will mitigate. You will start to minimize that debt because inevitably you can't grow it anymore beyond a certain interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The government, so, the federal government can't do that, though. But they can because they can do things like not start three wars at the same time. We can do things like not have the world's largest yeah. standing military. Yeah, but that, you know? but I, I don't disagree with you because you have to find ways to save you find anywhere. Ways to save. But that's that's also a red herring because the real problem is our fucking social services. That's what's causing us all the money. Because that is it. They don't work and they're too forgiving. Medicare and Social Security are why we're gonna why we are going to explode, right? And like no one wants to say to like because old people vote, right? It's always about political expediency. No That's one all I look to forward to. They're just sitting there waiting for. No one wants to go to Congress and be like, "I'm not getting elected again," right? Because I have to make hard decisions. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one wants to re- like people retire at 65 now. That means that people can live for 30 years until 95, which is not extraordinary, and get all the medical care they want and just a check from the government. Yeah, but a lot every of those, month they're saying a lot of those people because of that are going actually broke. And they have to go back to work or find some sort of income because they can't actually afford their retirement anymore. But they have to prepare better. This, these yeah. are all the hard things. Everyone's like, no, we, we have these social see, contracts. I don't, to, I don't have to prepare because the government will take care of me. Right, right exactly. Like, I, I, The social contract's gotten out of control. I agree with you that like cutting the credit cards up is good, but the federal government doesn't have to do that. That's where the state governments are different. Every state government, except for one, I think, I'm not sure which state it is off the top of my head, has a balanced budget amendment on their state constitution. They can't spend more than they make. That's why none of them are in serious debt, you know. When did that come about? Because didn't the state of California go broke like ten years ago? None of us have. Well, no, no, no state has gone bankrupt, but that's but cities are going bankrupt yeah, in California. Certain counties, like and cities it's are going it's going to happen, you know. And then people always talk about like how California is going to be the first domino to fall, and then they're going to go to the federal government for a bailout, and then the government's going to have to decide like what are we going to do, you know? Let us die. And <laughs> and it, it's problematic to me because and, and I'm always interested in people's opinions on these things because. To me, the, the you know, to me, the obvious thing is, and something that the Republicans tried to pass, but the Democrats stood in the way, was why don't we just pass a balanced budget amendment, and then you can't spend this much money anymore. You just have to figure it out, you know. And the Democrats are like, well, we gotta grow the government. We gotta, we gotta pay our way out of this problem and stuff like that. Just completely oblivious to like how bad the problem is. Like I just explained to you how bad that debt is. Everyone's like, everyone wants to talk about balanced budgets. Who gives a shit about the balanced budget? We need to pay the debt, which means that we have to add all of this money in every year just to pay it off. You know, like we can balance our budget. That's fine. But we're still ac- accumulating interest on the debt. So it doesn't matter. Like we are in such a bad situation and everyone's everyone's examples are like, let's just pay more taxes and pay more taxes and pay more taxes and pay more taxes. My thing is like, let's just cut the shit out of the government. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Do um, we need a president? I don't think so. No. Do we need a department of education? Do we need a Department of Labor? Do we need a Department of Agriculture? Do we need all of the 100,000 people working at the IRS? See, like, if we had a VAT and not an income tax, you wouldn't need the IRS anymore. They would all be done. Lovely. That'd be a lovely place. You know what I mean? I'm terrified. Like, that's just, like, and I don't want people to just arbitrarily lose their jobs, but I don't, this is the other problem, is that people that work for government think that they're owed a job for life. And in a lot of European countries, that's the way it is. In fact, in the Greek constitution... There, you are guaranteed a job for life if you work for the government. That's part of the fucking problem, you know? Right. For us, like, salvation would be coming and say, like, let's cut a million jobs out of the government. And that would crater the economy for a little while, but actually make the private sector, which is what drives the economy, healthier. Because they would be less saddled with debt, and they'd be less saddled with taxes, right. you know? Instead, like you said, we have to have this massive military apparatus and bases in fucking countries we attacked in World War II. Right. You know? And, like, we have a base in, why do we have bases in Germany? Like, Ramstein's a fucking huge base in Germany. Right. Why? Because we beat the Nazis in I, I imagine it gives us some sort of tactical uh, advantage no, it does. against it the French if we, if we ever have to go to war with It's them. a NATO base. It's, it's tactical advantage mm. against Russia. We have this Cold War mentality, right? Maybe maybe we need it again with Ukraine. But, yeah. but 
all I'm saying is like there's all these different ways we can cut and everyone's like we need the scalpel right and cut the budget I say take a fucking axe and just bash yeah but it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen because because people don't become public servants they don't they don't get elected to office to do good they don't it's sad I think the vast majority of people that run for congress or run for a senate or run for a public position do so to attain power and they'll do anything to stay in power, and oftentimes that means they have to compromise what little morals they have to do so. We've all seen House of Cards. I'm basing all of my nope. knowledge on the government from Colin and House of Cards. You've never seen House of Cards? Mm, what is your problem, so Tim? Good. Stop I'm doing watching YouTube stuff. videos all the time. Tim, there's a lot. There's a, there's a whole three episodes where they just talk about YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, really? And House of Cards, yeah. It's kind of I mean, crazy. It plays a huge role in it. Is but the, that's, does Macklemore do the theme like, song? Yeah. Macklemore does. Okay. The, no. Here comes House Lewis. of Cards. Going to see what happens in D.C. I really wanted you to keep going. I'm a rapper. That's Kevin Spacey. Let's see fucking ribs. <laughs> there's some knocking thing, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's this. Um, Punch to the table. Hey. Yeah, but I mean, that's 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 the base of the problem, right? Is we have people. We, yeah, we trust the these people to go sucks. do these things. And we I don't blindly trust let them, them at all. But, we, but yeah, we, still, we still have this system where... We let one person represent us, and that person doesn't really represent our interests. He represents the interests of whatever lobby gave him the money to go get in office, and he has to stay in office. So, what's up with Amazon? What's up with Amazon? I used to really like Amazon. I still do. Dot com we're talking about? Yes. Oh, with the taxes? Yeah. And I used to love it because I can go to Best Buy, look at the things I want, go home, order it on Amazon, and get it $100 cheaper. Yeah, they got in trouble. People felt like it was actually a, a monopoly issue. Like, they... We're getting away with shit that brick and mortar stores couldn't get away with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, it sucked, but I like totally got it. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. I, I was hoping it would never come to that, but right. it obviously was going to come to that. Um, I don't know. To me, it's just I want a situation where like you know everyone's like you know the Democrats and the Republicans are like equally evil and bad or whatever. And I don't think either side's evil or bad. I think that both sides have good intentions, right? Yeah, they're beholden the lobbies and the people that get them elected. Sure, but they actually have their own agendas and their own things. But the thing that really bothers me, especially about the media and about the portrayal of Republicans lately, is the Republicans are the only ones that want to tell people really what the way it is. Right. And, like, they're demonized for See, it. people don't want to hear that. Though. No, like, when Paul Ryan's like, why don't we, you know, who was Romney's running mate, was like, why don't we just think about raising the age of the re- of retirement? Like, two years. And I was like, are you fucking crazy? Like, you you hate old people. And why are you and he's fucking like, I do. And, and he's like, and he's just like, and he's like, no, like this is this is the reality of the situation, yeah. you know. And everyone, no one wants to hear it. Everyone acts like everything's. Oh, we'll just keep spending money. We'll give all these money to people, and we'll just that'll be fine, you know. Eventually, it's not going to be fine. Yeah. And that moment is coming very soon. Eventually, it's going to be The Walking Dead minus the zombies. No, but honestly, how soon? That, like, what does work? very soon sure. mean? Okay. I think that what we saw in two thousand eight. You remember uh, this, Tim? I'm, no. I mean, I know, I know things crisis? happened, okay. but like, well, in how does that affect me? In 2000, well, in 2000, <laughs> everything would have gone to shit. Yeah, you would have, everyone would have lost their, like, in 2008, I, again, I, I really recommend people watch that, that the Hank Paulson documentary. The, there's a front line about it too, for, like a two-part documentary on it, on the fall, but also a Hank Paulson documentary. Hank Paulson was the secretary of the treasury under Bush when the, when the collapse happened. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, you know, it would have been 35% unemployment and just everything would have been it would have been a deflationary cycle it would have been everything would have been really expensive and that's the that would have been the reality of that situation that was just based on the banking crisis that wasn't a really a mo- like a, a monetary crisis where right. it was like you, we are in we are printing money to pay our debt the like your dollar in your wallet is worth less and less every time they the, the treasury prints money right like mm. money's based on scarcity if you have 10 bottles right 
Like the bottle's not scarce. If you have one bottle, then like you have one bottle and it just becomes less scarce. It's the same thing with money. Money's based on like what we think it's worth. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, video games cost $60, right? Sure. Right. I mean, you know, over time they used to be 50 and whatever, but like that's not that big of a jump. Games are cheaper technically though because of inflation. A $60 game today is cheaper than a $50 game in 2000. So, I mean, what's getting more expensive? There's things like gas and stuff, right? Yeah, everything's getting more expensive, but that's not the point. The point is is that it's not we're not like we're we're not we're not suffering serious inflation here like they are in like Central American or South American countries or in places like where there are a lot of trouble. Well, we have we have a we have an issue where like trust can be gone in the money in the money supply really quickly, and then you have a big problem. There's just all these financial problems. You know, I just don't feel like people want to make hard decisions and want to go through pain. They you don't, know? and like I don't want to go through pain either. If I can avoid it, I would. But you know what? Like we're gonna have a generation of people behind us that are gonna be in bad fucking shape if we don't like make a, a decision soon. You know, and if and if you know, I've said this before, like. If the older generation, you know, the baby boomers and all that that are retiring now, they're afraid that their Medicare and their Social Security are going to be taken away from them or that they have to wait a little bit longer. Like the, the outcome is that like we can either raise the age five years to 70 or something like that to, to make it solvent again. And we can maybe try to do those things. Or eventually we're just not going to have any money left and they're just going to lose everything. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just that is the reality of the situation. They just won't get fucking anything. Because like when push comes to shove and the money system's fucked. You know, like that... <coughs> Oh, Jesus. That was like a human cough. <laughs> like, when push comes to shove, He's like... turning into a human. It's just, like, it's not it's it's not out, outlandish to say, like, that we could be in, in, in some serious financial, tr- you know, trouble. Um, that, like, we have nothing to worry about with a foreign army. We have nothing to worry about with a food supplier. We, we grow so much food. We grow a ton of food. So much so that we, like, back in the 70s, used to, like, burn it and, like, get rid of it to keep the supply. Like, the, the, the you know, the... Um, the cost of food reasonable so farmers can make money and shit like we yeah. we have a ton of like space and land and crops and all these no the problem is going to be that our economy is going to fall apart that's and like we don't know what that looks like that's how it is we saw a little like the window started to open in 2008 and then they fucking quickly shut it see this is why and this is why people they just don't want to deal with it it's such a hulking problem i think people want to take their medicine or take their oh. drug and just not worry about the 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 truck that's about to run them over it's right it's What's that? Band-aids. They are band-aids. That's what happened in 2008. We had we saw a gun wound like like we saw like a, 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 a the government not even the government, the Federal Reserve and the money system was exposed in a major way. The systemic radically terrible issue that happened a lot because of the repeal of of regulation in the Fed and the economic markets. I don't believe in heavy regulation, but there has to be certain regulations in the economic market. And they saw this huge gunshot wound and they were just like, "Let's put a fucking band-aid over it." Right. You know? The other way would have been like let it bleed out, you know. Like that was the like, and that's what he says in the documentary. Like that was the option. It's like we could have just let it fucking go, and maybe it would. And like the the notion behind that is that if, like we didn't bail anyone out, and we like just let it all unravel, it would have been calamitous. But like we might be better now. But like the problem now is that like we just have this thing in the background all the time that can just fall apart again, you know. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I feel like we kind of have to let it. Eventually, we're gonna have to. Eventually, we're just going to have to let the chips fall where they when they may, uh, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be un- like United States, and I'm not saying in a post-apocalyptic way. I'm just saying the United States will be unrecognizable when that happens. Yeah, you know. I mean, my 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 thing is always this: like, I just I can't. I'm not smart enough. I have no ambition when it comes to to wanting to be in politics. All I can do is just live my life the best I can, make as much as I can, do the things that I want to do. I have no uh, illusions that I will ever retire. 
I just don't think I think our generation you're just gonna have to work until the day someone goes hey sorry and then puts a bullet right you know behind you they sneak up behind you just kill you right um, I really hope that doesn't get to that but can I do it to you yeah you can I expect it to be you I knew it would be you. I was knew it was you. Um, but yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's like it's. I, I try to be responsible. I try to save. I try to, you know, spend to stoke the economy and make as much money as possible. And it just, it does suck that the more you make, that just they just take more from you. And 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 the the bummer is, and I always tell Greg this because I'm a chronic saver too, is that this situation hurts people that have money, because if you have an inflationary cycle because of the money supply, mm. the people that have actual cash, it's what happened in the Weimar Republic before the Nazis took over in Germany. It's exactly what fucking happened. Strides yeah. in effect, him. Yeah. Dude, there used to be stories. I mean, this is fascinating stuff in the Weimar Republic. So Weimar Republic was after World War One, but before World War Two in Germany. It was a, a democratic republic, and they tried to make it work, whatever. They were coming out of, you know, a, a, the Kaiser's Germany, and it was before the Nazis. <laughs> What ended up happening was like they owed a ton of money, like an exorbitant amount of money for the war. They it was called reparations, and they mm-hmm. were it, the, the thing. The thing that ended World War One was the Treaty of Versailles, and they blamed Germany for the war, rightfully so. But part of that was that they had to pay all the other countries back for all of the the shit they did. Right. And Germany was like, we can't pay this money. Like we have no fucking money. And like we're gonna pay it. We just lost the war. And so like you're gonna fucking broke. pay it anyway. So what did Germany do? They just printed the money, and then they paid it all back. But what ended up happening, obviously, was that their money supply got so out of fucking control that, like, their money was worthless. And there's these stories of people go like, in 1920, 1929, 1930, around the time of the Depression, of, like, going into, like, a cafe and ordering a coffee. And the coffee would cost more by the time they left. Like, by the time they went to pay for it. But, like, we're talking about, like, a thousand marks turns Mm -hmm. into... 10,000 marks turns into 100,000 marks. People would like have shopping carts full of Reich marks, like the, the, the money that they would pay for, would pay for things with that were worthless. It was, it was easier to use it as kindling than it was money. This is how the Nazis took over because the Nazis, were, the Nazis saw this vacuum and were like, everything's fucked up and now we're going to fucking make it all better. And by the way, like we're going to fix this monetary system. And they did, you know, just like they just happened to fucking be crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. We'll and, fix all this, but we hate Jews, and you need to get on board with that. <laughs> well, because they, their whole thing was like a war-based economy. Uh, the economy was somewhat planned. It was their fascist, uh, their far right wing, um, and obviously they were fucking hugely racist. They were, they had conquest. You know, they were conquest. They were fucking terrible people. But they took advantage of that situation to come to power. You know what I mean? And uh, people lose sight of those kinds of things about like not only the ramifications of the money supply and how it fucks people that have money and it fucks people that, you know, save and have, you know, hard liquid assets, but, uh, but also the ramifications of who's going to come and save you. And like, what, what does that look like? And what kind of fucking dystopian bullshit happens then? You know what I mean? Like it's not that far fetched because we've seen it happen. Anyone who knows history knows that that's how the Nazis came to power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's like all of this weird shit that surrounds this whole, these whole situations all based on money, you know, like, the Nazis did all these terrible things. They were awful fucking the worst people ever, but they came to power because of money. So what can people do? What can the individual person do to combat this? Fucking can, move. Move to Canada? No, it's worse in most other parts of the world. The, the, I don't know. I, I don't know what can be done about it. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, I mean, buy a gun, get ready for it. It's coming. Skate better. Skate better. Skate better. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a scary kind of situation where like, 
Release the pup and suds. Yeah, release the pup and suds. <laughs> it comes in a wave. <laughs> a wave of fur. It's just a scary thing. Like, I really feel like we need to get better people in Washington. I think we need to get people in Washington that, like, want to do the right thing, you know, and, like, tell the truth. I just want someone to go there and tell the truth. I love politics. I love po- the political game. I love, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a proud Republican, but, like, I don't care if it's 100 Democrats in the Senate and 435 Democrats in the House and a Democrat in the off in the in the, pres- in the presidency. I want someone to tell me the truth. Yeah. You Not know? gonna happen. <laughs> no, anytime soon. It has to go bad. It'll go bad, and then it'll have to get better. Then that's you'll wash out all these assholes. That's what happened in uh, the Depression. You know, I just you know, and that's that could happen again. You know, mm-hmm. and it could be a lot. It'll be a lot worse than it was in the tw- in the late 20s and early 30s. Mm. Will they still need internet people? No. Oh, no. Oh, definitely not. The first people to go will be the YouTubers. <laughs> They're the ones that are just the most useless. Anyway, I don't mean to be so dark because I want to talk about taxes, but that's what it always comes down to for me. Yeah. Is just irresponsibility of, of recklessness. Yeah. You know, of, of just money can't solve all your problems. More money will not solve this problem. More money. Mo problems. It's true. It's true. More debt, more problems. You know, I just want... I want people to get out there and vote. I want people to be active. You know, I always say it on Twitter. Like, people get so passionate about the stupidest shit. Frankly, you know, like, yeah. and I'm I, I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy when like, I'm always passionate about a video game or a television show or a sports team. But I want to see people to be passionate about the election, the midterms, the upcoming presidential election. That's Pay attention awesome. to who you're sending there. It's too, it's too hard. It's too complex of a system. It's it's like it's not complex. Go fucking vote. That's like that's how people, complex people it is. do vote. But I feel I feel like people vote, but they only vote in like the the they only vote when P Diddy tells them to. Yeah, and make shirts, vote or die, and vote stop and, and like Ooh. I don't know, man. Like that that's that's all we can do is, is a republic. You know, like yeah. is, we have representatives that go there, and there are good people in the and in, in the house and the senate. There's no doubt about that. They're just all caught up in the same game. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you need to. I feel like step one is like eliminate the lobbyist eliminate funding eliminate any of those people that can the special interest groups that can come in and like support these candidates and those are the ones that really like they have to make these decisions when someone gives you millions of dollars to your campaign to get you reelected i feel like you owe them you have to owe them or else they're not going to do it again and so you have to vote the way they want you to vote yeah the lobbying and then you're not your own person lobbying is a huge problem it's It's, i you i was always fundamentally against term limits because i feel like it's it tells people that they don't they don't have a choice, right? Like it's over for you now. Like after Obama, if people wanted Obama again, they can't have him. Right. Like it's gonna be Hillary Clinton now. And I was talking to our, our good friend Sin about this. And he's really into politics too. And I was like, the solution to me is not term limits per se, but just to say like, let's rethink the way we have the House and the Senate. Let's rethink how we send people there, and like how long they're there. In the House, you go for two years. That's a really antiquated way of thinking that that's a 1780s way of thinking like when like you you know you work go out went by horse and carriage and or sometimes just horse and you couldn't really get home and two years was a lifetime because you had no communication with right. anyone now i was i was talking to him i'm like what if we had house terms of five years and everyone can only go once and everyone goes in and leaves at the same time yeah and then the question is for them how do we best work together and what is our legacy going to be because we're all gone yeah the problem is some of these years. guys can literally yeah. just stay what's up I just, I just really wonder how that looks on camera. Oh, it probably looks like I'm stroking <laughs> Greg. That's true. There's Portillo's right here. Wow, that's <laughs> there it goes. There's a good gift. There it is. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. Anyway, this is all dire. I don't mean to be so such a downer. It's just uh, I like talking about serious things. We understand. Thank you for doing that. 
We do it every Game Over Greggy show. You can catch it as an MP3 over at GameOverGreggy.bandcamp.com or at YouTube.com slash GameOverGreggy. GameOverGreggy for short. Full episodes go live for free every Friday at both of those places, then over on GameOverGreggy.com. The segments get broken out for your enjoyment one by one every day, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Nick, yes. Tim, Colin, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bow, bow, bow. Bye. Yeah.